What's up, guys? Thank you again for joining us, like always. <coughs> I am one of your hosts, Rafiki, and this is even more about nothing. Hi, I'm Mookie, and this podcast is brought to you by Jouet, fashionable clothing for gamers, geeks, and all those involved in their culture. Check it out at Jouet.co. Ah, if you're regular with the podcast, you realize this is a numeral five, which means John is in the building. Bah, 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 bah. What's up, John? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> What's that, that that was a good little bit of intro music. Uh, hey everybody, it's John once again. Like he said, we're on an episode that's a multiple of five. So here I am. Can't break the cycle yet. Nope, not yet. And Brian in the building as well, following suits. Yeah, good to be here again. Always, <laughs> oh, always. Oh, yeah. So you're just like, I'm here. I'm happy. Let's get going. <laughs> All right. Just gonna put out this giant spoiler warning. This is gonna be a spoiler cast. Um, pretty much the entire episode. The entire episode. If you haven't seen Captain America: Civil War, leave now. Go watch the movie. Then come, come back. back and listen. Or you can listen because we're gonna talk about the movie probably in its entirety. We're gonna try to make sure that's not the only thing we talk about. But uh, yeah, that's gonna be probably ninety percent of the content today. Yeah. All right. So, again, spoiler warning for Captain America Civil War. If you're still hanging around and you get upset we spoiled the movie, I don't that's, know that's you, your own fault. I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. But before we get into that, if you're joining us for the first time, we welcome you aboard. We, Like we said, we're even more about nothing. We're a podcast that talks about anything nerdy within our interests. We like it. We love it. We talk about it. So, yes, from video games to comics, from movies to TV shows, music, tech, so on and so forth. All right, let's get into it. Who wants the first jab at this movie? Uh, I mean, I've got lots of notes. We'll probably weave in and out of stuff I've got, but I just want to open with fantastic movie. Yes, um, agree. Yeah, uh, 10 out of 10, just enough Captain America. Wait. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, more seriously, uh, one of my friends had said he'd read a review that said, after this movie, it'll be kind of one of almost the benchmarks alongside Avengers, and I guess the review had referenced uh, The Dark Knight. Um, I would say it's certainly in the same league as Avengers. I feel like comparing really most any of the Marvel movies and the Nolanverse is really hard just because of different goals, different tone, different uh, base conception, uh, base assumptions about the setting, that sort of thing. they uh, not that that's bad, but they're just they're different enough that I feel it's hard to compare. But I would say it is definitely on par with Avengers. Considering this was basically Avengers 2.5, that kind of makes sense. Um, which, again, that's kind of something we've all known was happening from when we saw the movie title. Let alone any Civil posters, War. trailers, promo things, any of that stuff. We were like, oh, Civil War, okay, well, this is going to be... More than just Cap. So, yeah. Um, I thought it tied in really well to a lot of the other movies. It did. Um, kind of... Um, we refer, It referred back to Ant-Man for one. Yeah. That was that was nice. I did like that. And kind of how they... Um, and actually, they brought in that end credit scene and stuck it right there in there. Yeah. Smack dab in the middle of it. And I yeah. Was like, I mean, okay, it was maybe... There we are. 
very slightly different, but if it was the the maybe the way it went into it, maybe, and I think one or maybe two there lines. was a little extra in maybe a little extra in the movie that we you know the movie that just came out and then in that scene, but it's more just it's just a question maybe I guess you'd say pacing, but yeah, it was a really good tie-in. Which kind of is like, okay, so where does that... Fo- you know, I mean, if we tried to timeline this out before we get an official timeline release, it probably would drive us crazy. Um, other than we know this happens about a year after Avengers 2. They, I think they say that in the movie. About a year ago, you know, Avengers 2 happened. Um, but yeah, so that was good. I mean, there's big and little callbacks and stuff like that. Um, it just it feels like it's part of the same universe. I mean, I guess the the downside is that it some would say it's not as friendly to somebody coming in just to this movie, but honestly there's a certain part of me that says, Okay. I mean this this isn't <laughs> should know part one of a series. You know, Avengers one is pretty new newbie friendly. You know, I mean the characters that show up, you know, you get a pretty good idea of who they are. Um you know, the stuff that happened in the other movies maybe gets referenced, but not so much that you need to know what happened. And that's kind of the same with Avengers 2, I would say. Um, so I would say at the very least you would have need to have seen Avengers 1, Winter Soldier, and Avengers 2 for this one to make much any sense at all. Yeah. That, that's if really if you're not, I mean... <clears throat> Yeah, it's like if you want a Marvel movie that's upcoming that isn't going to require any previous Marvel movie watching, wait for Doctor Strange. That's what I would say. Wait for Doctor Strange. It looks like that movie, while it will be tied into the universe, isn't going to require any. any it's going to be it, its, it's, own its own thing. thing. It may tie in by the end, but at the beginning of the movie, you won't be like. Well, but who's this kid? It'll, ex- you know, it, either it will explain or what isn't explained just isn't explained anywhere. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a consequence of this kind of almost serialized, not serialized, but just this interconnected continuity. You know, it, the closest thing to a downside is you have to see more of the movies, but I don't think Marvel or Disney see that as a downside and... I don't see it as a downside because it means I get to see more superhero action. So why is it a downside? <laughs> but for some people, I guess it could be a downside. But at that point, maybe these just aren't the movies for you. Here's my thing. I'm starting to quickly lose sympathy for people who go into these movies and complain I didn't understand anything. Well, I should have done your research. I, and again, the next time someone says these movies are too complicated, it's supposed to be for children, I'm literally going to backhand that person out of this universe. Stop it. Stop it. Like, if you are even... Well, if you're... I the comic books... follow it better yeah, than The comic adults. books that these things are coming out of are far more violent than these movies, and they're far more complex. And so, here's my thing. Marvel, in particular, has done an excellent job of chronicling these things, mm-hmm. breaking them into bite-sized pieces. Phase one... Phase two. I've been on... Here's my thing. I've been on board since phase one. Have I watched every single movie? Absolutely not. That's madness. And, like, again, I give them credit for, like, every once in a while, like, when a big movie comes out, when an Avengers movie comes out, they'll do an entire, like... They, I think there was a 27-hour marathon. 
mm-hmm. all of Phase One and all yeah. of Phase Two, and that led directly into the Avengers movies. Like, if you want to do Avengers that, Two, yeah, that's Avengers when they were announcing Avengers Two. And I, about the end. I give you all the credit. I'm not sitting down in 27 hours in a theater with people I don't know because, frankly, after 22 hours, people start to stink. And Lord knows, just eating and farting and no showers and absolutely not. I don't play that game. But like, it's broken down for you. If you are interested, you should do your research. You should do your homework. And I went with the I went the first time I saw this movie because I've seen it twice already. The first time I went with someone who's done knows nothing about the Marvel mm. like at all, and she was able to follow it. So like if my if. She and she knew. She, she I knew. do remember seeing the text message. Yeah, <laughs> she knew nothing. She thought she, back, Bucky with the bad guy. Yeah, she she knew absolutely nothing about anything. She knew nothing about nothing, and she was able to. And she she even said on our words like, "So how do you feel about it?" Just like I was able to follow it for the most part. And I said there was a couple things here and there I had questions about, but then they explained it. And then the other things she had questions about, I was like, "Well, this is this," and she got it. Um, so one of two things, you can either do your homework and watch it, or pay more attention, or listen to us, because we can break it down for you, or find a friend like us that can break it down for you. <laughs> and just don't be whiny to them about it. Yeah, I'm like... If you're genuinely curious, ask questions. Yeah, and I will say this, like, Batman v Superman was heavy. Like, you had... Mad. That was heavy. You had to know some things, and know some things, and know some things to get everything out of that movie, which I love, personally, because I was like, we were, we were having very verbal arguments about that movie for three, four, five days. Oh, yeah. And we yeah. saw it, like, what? We probably saw it three or four times in a weekend. Three. Yeah, three or four. Yeah, three times. <laughs> yeah. Love that movie. Still, probably still my favorite Batman movie of all time. Um, mm-hmm. Fighting for Dark Knight's But anyway, back to the Avengers. <laughs> um, they did, they did it. They've, like, like. Getting back to my point, they've done a good job of bringing these characters along the way so far and building the... Because, like, again, if you're coming on for the first time, it could be a little, like, confusing as to why Iron Man and I Captain think, America have this contentious friendship. Well, yeah. But I, if you've been following yeah. along, it makes sense. Since Iron Man yeah. won. Yeah. Well, and see, I think that's actually an important point. Um, this movie really isn't going to make sense as much sense if you haven't watched any of the other movies. I think you can pick up on a lot of the, like, personality cues and stuff, and, you know, the stuff of where this character's at, maybe, and how they regard these things. Um, But if you want to really see the journey from one place to another for, say, Captain America, why he went from just, excuse me, he's a soldier, you know, he's a soldier, give me my mission, sir, etc., to the guy who's like, and I don't really want oversight, and I just want to, you know, if I see trouble, I want to take care of trouble. Um, like, why is Captain like that? Well, if you've watched the last few movies, you'll see that his experience is that oversight, especially government oversight by uh, heartless bureaucrats, leads to bad things. I mean, it's, it's, I was telling you guys earlier, I saw this image thing that was, I really thought actually summed up kind of my problem and why. Some people are so like, oh, why is Cap fighting this? It's like, you know, there's a, we see it in the trailer. There's a sequence in the movie where they're just talking about, you know, all the various disasters from the big Marvel movies, you know, like, and it was basically like the Avengers movies and Captain's America's movie. It didn't mention London from Thor's movie. So, but it's like New York and, you know, Avengers stuff. It's like, 
And so the in this little image meme, you know, it's like New York, and Cap repl- Cap's replies, "You mean when the suits tried to nuke the city?" And that's like Washington D.C. You mean when the suits ended up being Hydra agents? You know, Sokovia. You mean when the genocidal AI that Tony built tried to kill everybody? It's like everything is basically the fault of governments, alien Tony invaders, Stark. or Tony Stark. Is Fair really what it comes down enough. to. So really, the lesson that we're learning here is. Tony Stark needs somebody saying constantly, hey, are you sure that's a good idea? And the last one, uh, Banner did. Banner did that. It didn't work well, but he was trying. He was really trying to say, are we sure this is a good idea? It's like, I I actually watched, um, so Brian went with you guys to go see the movie last night, Civil War, and earlier in the evening, um, Earlier in the evening, uh, we had watched Avengers 2, because I think, Brian, that was the first time you'd seen it, right? Yeah, that was my first time seeing right. it. Right. So and it's the second when Vision gets basically animated. Um, but before they actually go through the action, Bruce is like, I'm caught in a loop. I was literally just here. And Tony's like, I swear you're not. And I'm like, you kind of are, Bruce, but it's okay. But you kind of are. Yeah. And my, honestly, like... Bruce Banner, um, I feel, is the most emotionally treasured character in all the Avengers. Which is, um, it makes sense. When you're dealing with an inner demon, literally, that can destroy the world at its own day, you really have to have, I mean, the internal struggles you have to have, like when you're, when you use your strength for good versus, like, at what point does it get too far? And um, I think having the Hulk in this movie would have been fantastic. Fantastic dialogue. Because I feel oh. like he would have been the one holdout. Because I, I honestly believe that if this, if Bruce was in this movie, um, he would have been the one holdout. Is like, look, I don't want, I don't think we should just be able to go on anything because I know what happens when I turn into the Hulk. People die. But I don't think we have oversight because what happens when they stick me in a cage, take me off, and send me wild in a village of, of. Well, yeah. Well, there's an easier way to sum it up. Bruce would be like, and, you know, actually, before I dive into that, you know, Cap doesn't seem to be 100% opposed to the idea of any oversight ever. Because he, oh, he, for a while, he almost signed until it, it Tony was, was going on. It was what was going down then and there that made Cap basically flip the bird to everybody. If they had been reasonable about it, I think it would have gone down very differently. Of course, if they'd been reasonable about reasonable about it, this would have been a 30-minute movie. Everybody's happy. We have no conflict. That doesn't really sell tickets. You know, that doesn't sell, you know, whose team are you on? But Banner, Banner would probably have honestly ended up on Team Cap because he would have been like, I'm not 100% opposed to people having say and maybe getting help and whatnot, um, but I ain't working for Ross. Like, yeah. how would... There is literally no way Banner would have been A-OK working for Thunderbolt Ross. You're right. Like, he would have been like, nope, I'm outsies. And Ross is like, no, you're not. It's like, what are you going to do to stop me? Yeah, that's also a good point. Um, so, on the thing of... Okay, sticking on the path of characters. Um, and I guess I should... From a movie smack dab in the middle of everything, I shouldn't expect too much character development as it is an ensemble piece. 
which there wasn't. I'm a little bit upset with it for a few characters. Vision um, was was well done. I think Vision basically forecasted his death. Um, we see a little bit, like, again, we talked about this a little earlier, uh, off, off mic. We see Vision develop emotionally, which is something I've been hoping they would do. Um, yeah. You see the relationship between him and Scarlet, which, um, how that develops and how he's ex- he's trying to put into words what he's feeling, which every human being goes through. That's the right. base. That's one of the... That's one of the basis of telling regular people away from sociopaths, because sociopaths don't care about anything. Right. <laughs> right. So if you're a normal human being, you care, and you have emotions, and you have some, some... And he shows empathy, he shows sympathy, but he is still an AI. So he still lets his reason... Yeah. And and, and, and what's the most logical thing? That's the, uh, that's the only reason he's on Tony's team, is because it is the quote-unquote logical thing to do. He even says it. Use reason. I think he's talking. To, I think he was using something. He was talking about like a math equation, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. About, I think he was talking to either Roadie or uh, that was I think during like kind of the team meeting. The team, the yeah, at the house. At the yeah, house. Yeah, at the house. He, yeah. he piped up and basically was talking about, you know, more and more superhuman, more and more superhumans are cropping up, and because more and more yeah, superhumans little, yeah, are cropping good, up, yeah, it's more and more join us, and others seen it see it as a challenge, and then yeah, it's catastrophe. Yeah, um, so that was good. Again, I don't understand why Marvel insists of just not taking full advantage of Black Widow. And I just don't understand it. She's, she could be a great character, but for some reason, they're just shackling her. I don't understand it. Although she did have my favorite choreographed fight scene, though. Again, yeah, okay. I guess yeah. Fight scenes are, uh, yeah, based on opinion. Yeah, I I thought her her the very first fight scene, great stuff. That, and that's what I'm. That's the very one I'm talking yeah. about. It, when they're in, Lagos. Uh, they, they're in, yeah, and they're in Lagos. And, okay, and then, in Marvel, it's not Lagos. Lagos, Lagos, please. Lagos, Lagos, no, Lagos. Look, I have family there. Stop embarrassing us. Stop it. It's not Lagos. Okay. Lagos. Not that hard. Lagos. Say it with me. Lagos. There we go. Everybody got it now? Lagos. When someone says Lagos to me, I'm going to run you over with a truck. That aggravated. Can you say it What made me me? laugh was I I had seen your post a few days ago talking, you know, without doubling too much into politics, you made the comment about moving back there if certain people came to power in the U.S. I saw this movie, I'm like, dude, you might not want to go Like, hey, look, hey, hey. You might want to hold off. I I mean, just saying. Um, But that was actually, I thought that was a really good scene. It was. Because we got to see, we really got to see what Cap can do, what Falcon can, like, okay, like, one of my notes, like, he had some awesome gear Falcon did in this movie, like... Red Wing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. I'm not thanking the drone. His name is Red Wing, but, like, his backpack, so, like, his wings, he can, like, use them, like, he can hold them as, like, a shield almost. He can, like, press a button and they're, like, a big shield on his back. He's got, like, missiles and all sorts of stuff. Which is another thing that I kind of wanted to address. Um, the way he uses his wings as a shield, I think is a little bit foretelling of him. He's probably going to be the next cap. 
If you don't know, and then as it is, then we have the end credit scene with Bucky icing himself. Yeah. Till they figure out how to how to how to deal yeah. with, and that's 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 a great thing. If you don't know, um, the the mantle of Captain America has been passed on several times. It's uh, Bucky was Cap for a while, um, Sam was Cap for a while, and then there's a point where we have Bucky, Sam, and Steve. All Captain Americas. That's a that's a special comic one, but um, I think Sam is. I think him being comfortable with the shield, and I don't think he's gonna have the vibranium shield that Captain has. Obviously, he left it. Um, well, that I think that if that's gonna happen, that's gonna be something that happens. Well, Steve if, left if, it when well, he was in okay, the fight. So if I if if I'm gonna. I don't know if prognosticates the word here, predict a little bit. So I, I was saying earlier, my prediction, and this, this isn't based on any hard facts, as it were, which perhaps is appropriate for it, but my prediction is that the soul gem, which is one of the only two infinity stones that has not been talked about yet, uh, the soul gem will be at least mentioned, if not featured in some capacity in the Stephen, the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. It's a very good match. Yes. It feels like the closest one that's going to match, you know, magic and stuff. There's a lot of, you know, the inner, you know, the trailer we've seen for Doctor Strange, there's a lot of, like, inner self, actual projection, your true self, etc. That maps really well with a, a stone whose power centers on the soul, you know, identity, etc. Um, but, so there's that prediction. Another prediction I have, and... This one's a little bit based on the fact that it was a little unclear visually at the end of the movie if Black Panther had left actual gouges in Cap Shield or if he had just scratched the paint. It's a little hard to tell because yeah, the stripes that yeah. would be white kind of look almost silvery, but it could just be. I think white, it was. I think it was paint. a. I think it was a scratch because. Because they're both vibranium. They're both vibranium, but as we know, Cap Shield is old. And it, the Wakandans are the most advanced technologically. So they have the best technology in the universe. So it would mean to, to me, it looks like, because um, Panther is immune to poisons and his suit is fully bulletproof. Um, yeah, he's just like, bullets? What are those? Yeah, yeah so I love it. He's 100% bulletproof. Um, he's naturally, um, just through um, growing up in Wakanda, um, he's developed an immunity to poisons and toxins, um, but I believe they've actually had an improved. They, the the vibranium he's using is actually an improved version of vibranium. It's possible. Well, if nothing else, the way I would look at it is: so normally, Cap Shield doesn't take damage because vibranium, and it's, I mean, it's basically magic. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, like Spider Man calls it out. Did you know your shield basically breaks all the laws, laws of, of physics? physics? Yep. It's like it does. What are Black Panther's claws made of? Vibranium. And his claws have a very focused point. You know, he didn't shred the shield, but he could have scratched it. And why I think that could, and I'm saying could, I'm stressing could because I might be reading more into this than needs to be read into. But it could play a part in Infinity War 1 where th where they're fighting Thanos or maybe Thanos is like, you know, that next to final boss in the video game, if you will, who, somebody that he empowers to fight for him. 
but they're fighting Thanos, and we'll say we'll just say Thanos. They're fighting Thanos, and Thanos, you know, has laid most of the team out. Steve gets up and is like defiant, and you know, freedom and justice and truth and the American way, and you know, we will always fight and we'll fight on the beaches, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, the usual Captain America inspirational stuff that I'm not very good at that Chris Evans makes look completely natural, and then Thanos just like. But possibly just kills him at the very least, hits him so hard it just like mangles him, and the shield breaks. Now the downside to this is the shield couldn't get passed on to Sam, but maybe if Sam got the mantle of Captain America because Steve was either too injured or too dead and can't walk it off. Um, I don't know if they'll kill him as much as cripple him. I think they might right. cripple it, him. I mean, it could go either way. Or Thanos Which, could could have the gauntlet and could wave his hand and suddenly. Steve is a 90-year-old man with all of the things that they list on his card in his original movie as to why he can't join that the military, which was like a ton with, of stuff. I, I, I know I mentioned this to you. That would kind of fall in line with my theory of he could be that Nick Fury-esque type character, which they had him like right. that in one iteration of the comic. So. But, so maybe we see uh, Sam take up the mantle and so he, like in the comics, he has an outfit that's kind of a blending of Falcon and Cap. And maybe he gets, like, an energy shield, like, excuse me, we've seen sometimes. Like, if if Sam gets the shield, I think Steve needs to be dead or so close to yeah, dead it doesn't I, 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 And it needs to either and be... And I hate forecasting people's deaths except Laurel, Laurel Lance. I'm so happy she's dead. I'm so happy she's I've never been so glad to see a character die on screen in my life. I'm so happy she's dead. Huh. I wake up in the morning and realize Laura Lance is dead on the TV show, and I, it puts a smile on my face. But, <laughs> in order, yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you. I think in order for Sam to get the shield, he has to die. Yeah, I and think, so to me, it's just I a question Steve of, does the shield die. break as well? Maybe we maybe it breaks and it gets reforged, because Wakanda, Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. So that, But that would be something that would have a payoff in Infinity Wars 2. So, I mean, I... They're, they're splitting that movie in two, and with as much as they managed to cram into this one Civil War movie, that tells me there's going to be a lot that happens. So then the question becomes, how are they going to break that down? Obviously, we can't really predict the future, but it, it's the kind of thing that's fun to speculate about. But it also does, it does depends on how much they do with these solo films, too, as well. Right. Yeah, and again, we, like... I don't want to say it's impossible, but I feel like... Um, they need to move quicker with Doctor Strange because I don't know how you beat Thanos without magic. And let, let's let's be clear. The intro okay, I guess I, 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 I had originally said magic hadn't really been introduced into the universe. Um, I have to take that back because I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy is very space opera. Mm-hmm. It's also a lot it's it's the Star Wars of the Marvel Universe because it's a giant space oh, totally. opera. There's ships and and the Nova Force and they form the giant shield. But then you also have Groot dancing tree. That's slightly magical. And when you have a cursing raccoon, that's slightly magical. Of course, you could attribute it to the space opera part. But the villain in that one, Ronin, I feel is very... And again... The influence of the gem, and of course we find it, and that end that end scene where we have, um, I was Chris Pratt, is that his name? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Star-Lord. Yeah, Star-Lord where he's dancing and singing. and That, that was just a funny part, but then we see him actually grab a hold. I think that's what, that's uh, that's probably the first true introduction of magic into the universe. Well, and either then, magic or um, what we could call, and I think Marvel is generally called cosmic power. So yeah. it's like the, the people who... Because with Marvel, it seems like magic is kind of a learned thing, and there's spells, incantations, and supernatural entities. Cosmic power is generally, it's a little vaguer in some senses, but it seems to be generally, you warp reality, or you're just really powerful, you manipulate energies, maybe like solar energy, or light energy, or whatnot. So, it seems like, I think Star-Lord, you know, and Guardians of the Galaxy... He's definitely a mythical being. Yeah, so he's he's gonna be a co- I think that's gonna be a cosmic angle. So, I would say that if for some reason Strange doesn't end up in Infinity Wars, at the very least they're gonna need to bring more cosmic okay. level entities in. You're gonna need you're gonna need like a, multiple people who are basically Thor, and that could be where Captain Marvel comes into play, yeah. Carol Danvers, because that's basically her power set. She's a cosmic powered being. I mean, that's I'm sure some of my even more uh, knowledgeable comic book nerd friends out there will correct me on that. But, I mean, the the basic uh, feel or thrust of how she's presented is, is a cosmic character in that. She's, you know, so it's space, and she uses energies. It's like raw, primal energies and so forth. And if they stick with how she's generally presented in the comics, as I recall, she's able to absorb channel and redirect energy so that could end up she could end up being the key to defeating thanos for all we know Mm -hmm. um but yeah i'm gonna say like as much as i love cap and you know team super soldier and you know team armor wearers there's only so far they're gonna be able to get against thanos uh i mean i guess you could throw the hulk at him and see how long that goes um and if thanos doesn't have a completed gauntlet that might actually work but I have a feeling he's going to complete the gauntlet. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm glad you went there because I was saying um, Vision is dead. Oh, Vision is so yeah, dead. Yeah, I'm is so I'm dead. getting it's, serious vibes. Oh, yeah, that boy. Honestly, when he had that speech about understanding the gym, you're just yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, dead. He's so dead. He's, uh, oh, yeah, Thanos is going to rip that boy apart. And that's, I feel like part one is when everybody dies, and then part two is when they're like, okay, Regroup. We who's have, left? Yeah, who's left? What's going on in the universe? Let's. Uh, I think at part two is when they might get like Stephen Strange and Captain Marvel. And yeah, that would, they might start pulling from like well, the, we have, the far reaches of we space. We have a movie or two between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was gonna good. say uh, one of the notes I had. Is I was honestly I was shocked we had zero hero deaths in this movie. Yeah, I was kind of annoyed. I thought Tony was gonna die. I think it would have been uh, a good way to. I think it would have been a good way to send Tony off. But we know. Again, Captain uh, Captain America is too much of a Boy Scout to kill yeah, anyone. Not, not well, to mention they're talking about wanting to do do an Iron Man four, and I'm like, uh, mm, and see, mm. I feel like uh, diverting from the talk about people dying for a second. I'm not. I feel like honestly, the only one of the third movies that's going to leave room for that person to get another movie is Civil War because this was def again, this was really an Avengers 2.0. Iron Man 3, I feel like, really completed most of Iron Man's arcs mm-hmm. and anything that wasn't completed there has been getting touched upon in, like, Avengers 2, mm-hmm. Civil War, etc. So yeah. it's not that Tony is perfectly 
a perfectly emotionally healthy being. Uh, that would probably make for boring movies. So em- t- Tony being emotionally damaged and immature is kind of a driving force in these movies. Um, but his his arc feels complete. You yeah. Know, whether whether we think it was a good completion or not, it feels like it's really been wrapped up. I feel like Thor Ragnarok is kind of a that feels pretty final. Yeah. Even if Thor himself doesn't die, that feels like one way or another it's going to wrap up that collection of stories. Yeah. And so I just I, I'm, I'm not sure Iron Man Four is needed. I don't think again. And, like, maybe they're trying to phase out, like, the... Tra- not, I don't want to call them traditional heroes, but move into more m- things that align with the comics. Yeah. Lady Thor. Sam. Maybe. Maybe. Lady- I, I really, really wanted... Um, again, Spider-Man was a great, 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 great Spider-Man. I really liked it. I really wanted Miles Morales, but I've seen this character. I love Spider-Man. Stick with it. Kick this kid on. Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming, Keep Tom Holland in there. Shit. Spider-Man Home... I'm, I'm, I just... I really don't want Homecoming to backtrack and be an origin story. It's not. Like, they've already as long as they've already announced it's not. I, I would be okay with a five to fifteen second Uncle Ben dies. Oh, oh, oh they've already Gil. said that's not it. Whatsoever. Oh, yes, perfect. They've already announced that they've do, eliminated I, it. I want them. We've seen Uncle to Ben have, die like ninety something. Yeah, yeah we know what happened. Enough. His uncle's dead. I want I want the great power, great responsibility line because I'm. You know, I'm enough of an old schooler, I guess, that I, I want that, that to line, be a line yeah. with Spider-Man, but we can drop on Uncle Ben. But <laughs> like, okay, so here, actually connect to this. So, again, this is one of the big spoiler things, you know. Rhodey takes a hit while he's fairly high up in his armor. Vision, because he's emotionally distracted or something, because he doesn't know what these strange, funny feelings in his tummy are. Um, <clears throat> tries to fire Falcon. He tries to take Falcon down, but he hits... War Machine, he hits him across the chest, which I think we saw in the trailers. We saw the hit, which mm. is kind of like, uh, at least they one. never showed the hit, but they showed him laying on the ground yeah. and Tony well, holding him. Yeah, we just didn't know as to what we didn't it. see. Yeah, we didn't see the whole sequence of events. So he he hits Rhodey, he takes all his power out, he falls. It looks like he's dead, and then okay, he's alive. And so, in the moment of the movie, I'm like, oh man, that's pretty bad, you know. Sounds like, you know, because they're talking about, like, L3, L4, you know, something about, you know, damaged spinal cord, etc., paralysis. And then, like, this morning, I was like, excuse me, and maybe it's because I watched Avengers 2 yesterday, I'm like, wait a second. The Avengers have somebody working for them who literally has tissue regeneration technology. On top of Tony knowing how Extremis works. Why can't they cook something up that just fixes Rhodey's spine? Well, didn't Ultron kill the lady who... Nope. Did, uh, wait, he did? Nope. Oh, she was, she was just in, badly she, injured? She was there in the end sequence. You saw her walking around that big sequence when they're showing off the Avengers HQ. You see her leading a team of scientists. That's right. Oh, I didn't she notice. Does. She does. I guess... It I'm pretty sure she doesn't... She is injured but not killed by Ultron. And then... And, I mean, even if she's not... Even if she was killed, it's not like her tech was kept super secret. There would have been copies of it that they could have gotten and built. And then, I mean, they had an example there in Avengers HQ early on in Avengers 2 that healed Hawkeye. So Tony being Tony, he can look at the blueprints while he's, you know, three scotch bottles in and probably be fine to figure it out, let alone if he's stone cold sober. So, I mean, maybe that'll be something that happens in another movie. But I'm like, okay, retrospectively... 
that feels like a little bit of false drama, but okay, whatever. But yeah, it's like no heroes died. You know, it people got hurt. No heroes died. Nobody like one guy got crippled, and that's it. I mean, yeah, technically Bucky got his mechanical arm blown off, but it's mechanical. They'll just build him another one. And it's probably going to be a vibranium one since he is in Wakanda. That's actually. I, I mean, why not? I actually figured that's what was. I, I thought that was actually what was going to happen. Was that it was like, um, I feel I thought like T'Challa was going to be like, um, you were a good guy. You were, wasn't you. We Wakandans will re. We 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 will we rebuild him six billion dollars. They have the technology. We have the technology. We were nah, but like I guess they. I get I get the cryostasis. Well, um, yeah. I mean, that's disconnected from whether they'd make him a new arm or not. He just didn't want to be conscious until they could fix the. Which I feel like might be a thing that they might do for Thanos. Is like a point. It's like, hey, Steve's dead. We need, we need you. Luckily, we fixed your head. <laughs> oh, actually, that connects back to something. So. Okay, back in Avengers 1, Clint get, gets mind-controlled, and he kills how many different people in that movie? He kills people, nearly brings the helicarrier down. No, no problems. He's cool. But, uh, you know, oh, Bucky was mind-controlled for, like, the last 60 years by Hydra, you know, the Nazier than Nazis group. <laughs> you know, it's like the super-duper evil Nazi science group mind-controls him. But, oh, no, he's totally responsible when we have to kill on site. Like, I get the government doing that, and I get T'Challa doing that. It's everybody else on the Avengers being like that. And here's my thing. I get why they did that. Obviously, the whole thing between Hawkeye and and Black Widow. So there's that. Played a huge role. So there's there's obviously that. Obviously, she was definitely pulling for him. She's like, hey, we have to help him. I I almost felt like she almost felt in that you need to die instantly lower category because she was so much like oh we need to help him we need to help him we need to help him right. and I was like I I honestly hate when characters do that male or female like once you start once you stop becoming a hero and you start being a baby <laughs> you need to die you just need to jump off a bridge no water underneath um but secondly he was I think the big thing about it was. He was attacking S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. S.H.I.E.L.D. agents knew what they signed up for. Well, but not all. He killed those people at the museum. Those yes. were just like museum guards and stuff. So. Yeah, I... I yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm not saying I don't understand why a lot of characters in Civil War would have had strong negative reactions towards Bucky, but it is just kind of like... I don't know. There's a part of me that's like, we know mind control's a thing, yeah. so... Yeah, and again, but, I felt like it was like... He was one of them... And then he got his mind taken over, and then that that we brought it. it we brought him back into the fold. Bucky has never been quote unquote one of them, except he's, to Cap. Except to Cap, which is why he's whole... such a staunch defender of Bucky. Right. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, he's not. He's not. I guess if you want to get psychological for a second, he's not in the in group. Yeah. For everybody except Steve, who. For Steve, this dude is literally the last person left. Who he, he, he uh, I knew. mean, Peggy's, Peggy's dead. dead. Yeah. yeah. And they, especially when they had that moment about before going into that base. Uh, he's like, remember that redhead that I you, you spent so much money on at the carnival? They were that reminiscing moment to kind of yeah. show that it's just them. Yeah. It is them, so. Like, well, and again, like I was saying upstairs, one of my favorite just little small side moments from the movie was when Sharon Carter was handing off the gear 
to Cap and them, and they're in, like, the little Volvo or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. She hands the gear off, and then her and Cap kiss, which some people are like, oh, that feels... For-. No, they were flirting in, in Winter Soldier. There was some flirting going on, so this isn't this isn't freaky-deaky stuff. Um, but, you know, so they, they did that, and then Steve looks back, and the camera also looks back to the car where Sam and Bucky are, and Sam and Bucky are both just kind of grinning and nodding their heads, <laughs> like... That's right, boy. We got your back. Good work. Good work. I, and I had the moment where I'm like, I just want to watch like a short movie or something that's these three guys going out, hitting the clubs or something, and like being being ridiculously inept at picking women up, but all being each other's wingmen nonetheless. It would just be so hilarious. I don't know what we would call it. Comedy. Yeah, superhero buddy comedy. It would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like. Yeah, and one thing I thought about, you know, back in event again, Avengers two. I feel like there's a lot of connection to Avengers two, even more than any of the other movies. Maybe because it's so recent, but because of a lot of the stuff that was already coming to a head in that movie. But you know, Tony had that vision about you know the Avengers dead and broken apart and da da da. And it's all my fault. Well, at this point, he's going to make it a reality. Kind of starting to be his fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where he's wishing it doesn't happen, but he worries about it so much but that everything he, he does it pushes it in that direction. Yeah. That's the thing, is he's trying so hard he's trying to control everything. I think that's what it comes down to is Tony Tony is scared of the future. Tony wants to wants to make the future better, and so to him that means there has to be control. And at first it was solely his control which resulted in the Iron Ultron. Legion and Ultron. And now it's like, well, clearly I'm not, you know, I'm not clear-headed enough to do this, which would be correct. Because <laughs> he's um, drunk 97% of the time. Yeah, he's, he's hungry, give him a scotch. But, so, yeah, Tony shouldn't be the one in charge of everything, but then he turns to the scared, panicky bureaucracies of the world. It's like, that's... Not 100% a good idea. And then it's like, let's make Thunderbolt Ross in charge of it. I'm like, well, he's not Norman Osborn, but I don't feel like this is a good move. No. And then... I know this is a bit of a stretch. But... A suitable leader, in which he has kind of sort of put himself in that role, um, especially with that end scene... Um, T'Challa is, he has emerged as a guy capable of clear thought, even in the moment of... Most emotionally mature character in the movie. In the movie. In the movie. So, like, he goes from, like, look, I'm just a guy. I just, like, I appreciate, like, the start of the movie, he shows up, he's like, look, young boss out here, Principal Connie, he doesn't have to do much. He's here to support his father and his father's initiatives. His dad dies, and he goes like, hey, I respect you. I respect what you're doing. This guy killed my dad. He has to die. And, like, he's, the thing I love about it, he's so, he's like, he, there's no beating around the bush. He gets right to the point. He's very well-spoken, and he just, like, not only well-spoken, he's like, he speaks, and when he speaks, like, his words have, like, weight behind him. Unlike, mm-hmm. not that Tony doesn't, but Tony's so long-winded and gets into... He's so um, sassy. Yeah, yeah, he's sassy, elaborated exposition using big words just to show his intelligence. But if, if you don't understand, Tony 
genius level. Reed Richards, genius level. T'Challa is just as smart, if not smarter, than anyone else in the universe. He's in that category of genius level. The kid had his PhD by the time he was 21 from, um, I believe, Edinburgh. Because he studied in Switzerland and then studied in London. Sounds legit. Yeah, he studied in Switzerland as a child, studied in London as a teen, and then came to the U.S. He's fluent in like 17 different languages. Um, which I was got a little disappointed they didn't show that off, but they did. His English, and then immediately transferred back to his natural language, but... Which I didn't recognize, but... Yeah, um, I don't know if that's an actual language or that's a created language. I'm, I would... I think I it mean, is. I feel like it's I a, feel like it would probably be an actual... I mean, Wakanda is a fictional place, place, but they placed it in Africa. It's not like an island somewhere. Yeah. So maybe, the, maybe they cobbled together dialects. I don't know. Yeah, and then again, like... We understand. Ooh, Black Widow's just as fluent. Yeah, we get that being fluent in she's multiple. She's a life. government agent. She's a spy. That's yes. what she does. She's she a super spy. Even Bruce is, is is fluent in multiple languages from running all the time. He's and being really smart. And being really smart. Yeah. So he is a genius level character, and he doesn't overly try to show his like he he doesn't try to show off his genius like when they when he like. They're getting into a fight. The chase scene, which I felt could have been a little bit better. I think the best part of that whole chase scene is when Bucky grabs that bike by one arm and sets it down and takes off on it. I'm like, yes. Really? That is how you hijack a bike. That is the second best (laughs) camera angle with the bike besides, I think it's Batman Begins. We're back. No, I think it's Dark Knight. He's chasing. He's going. He's going. Looks like he's gonna crash into the wall and does this little backflip off the wall with the, the backside oh! and the wheel flip. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So that was fantastic. But they get surrounded. He has the clairvoyance to say, "Okay, I can't fight these guys here." He takes off his helmet and I was like, "Your Highness." And then in the car, he goes, "That's one of my favorite Black Panther scenes." Yeah, he goes he's in the car. Yeah, he was like, "Now that I am a warrior and a king." What makes you think you can oh, stop I ask him? you as a warrior and, and a king. king. Yeah, it was like, uh, as a warrior. How can, long can you keep him from me? Oh, it was so... Oh, that and was then, my favorite and then, moment. And he just shut up and just kept looking forward. Like, when he speaks, his word has power. So I feel like he could emerge as a leader or knowing him, he's going to be... I feel like, especially from the comics, he takes more of an advisory role, especially with Reed Richards. Whoever ends up leading, it could be him, it could not be him, but he he's definitely going to play a crucial like advisory role. Yeah. He, is, he has the knowledge, he clearly has the battle acumen, um, which his fight scenes are my favorite one um, in the movie, in the airport. His, his, his yeah. fight sequences are well, phenomenal. I, I feel like, so, A, you're right, like, he's got leadership potential not because he not just because he's smart and succinct and you know anything he says has weight like when he says that he's going to kill bucky you know when he's talking to black widow about you know these are my people's belief about the afterlife he's like yeah i don't really care about that right now i'm gonna go kill this guy dead um you believe him but he also like i was saying he's emotionally mature because he goes from i'm gonna kill this guy to this is the this, this is, is what really happened. Situation. And this is what really and, happened. Yeah, and the, the end, the very very end scene. I was like, trying to work my way there. Yeah, he's it, talking about vengeance, and I'm like, it is. I was floored by that. It has consumed you. I will not let it consume me. And I and then he even like, again, dumb guy is like, I'm just gonna shoot through his arm, bulletproof suit, cut, and then puts him in a sleeper hole. I was like, ah, nice. Um, 
cat-like reflexes, so that's why he's yeah. so quick. Um, he well, can dodge bullets. Doesn't happen too often, but he doesn't he seem to care that he, he doesn't can. seem like his bulletproof. He can dodge like a single shot from like close range with a pistol or a shotgun or any gun, pretty much. But like multiple shots will hit him. Doesn't really matter because he's bulletproof. And again, if anybody wants to argue why he is, he's essentially. I said this. He's essentially Marvel's Batman. Young, rich. And he's been doing this for a very long time. Since he was a baby, he's been training. training. Yeah. Um, I think by the time he was five, he'd mastered five martial arts forms. Like, the kid knows how to fight. Um, and it shows. He's very efficient. In yeah. He, he doesn't, like, even, and you can tell, again, I don't know why he didn't just bat away um, Black Widow's electromagnetic charge is just kind of powered through him. Again, you could probably see in the heat of the moment, he was overly emotional. He was just trying to get the Bucky, get his hands on Bucky. Maybe um, it was to show, maybe the purpose to was show to show us strength. that it's like, oh, what would drop a normal man? He powers through like three or four of them. Yeah, and he still manages to fight. Clear it. Yeah, so a lot of, legis- a lot of leadership potential for him. Um, I can't not. I was already hyped for the movie. That movie just jumped Strange. Like, and again, Strange is super high on my list. That movie just hopped over oh, Strange. I, I would as agree. Far as I'm, I, I'm super. I I'm genuinely super hyped about. Black I did Panther. like that giant panther at the end of the film. That oh, was sitting gosh. on top. Oh, was so the mountain gosh. like the mountain carpenter oh, yeah. panther. I'm like, I wanted to see more of Wakanda, but yeah, like, well, and you were talking about that chasing a. That was amazing because those guys were clearly running faster than any human being on Earth has ever run. Like they were, I, they were booking it. They were well. Okay, so they're they're outpacing some of the cars, and you know you could say, well, they're not on the highway. Well, no, they're not. But they're and they are in a city, but they're in a tunnel that's exclusively exclusively dedicated to car traffic. Those, I'm not a fantastic judge of, excuse me, of speed, but it looks like those cars were doing, I don't know. I would call it, like, between 30 and 45 miles an hour, whatever that would be in KPH, and they are keeping up or exceeding that speed. And it's like, Usain Bolt, who I believe is still on record as the fastest man mm-hmm. alive, Usain Bolt, mm-hmm. uh, he hits the, like, low to mid-20 mile per yeah, hour range. Uh, he hit, uh, no, it's mid to high. Um, it's, it's, it's Is it definitely... Is like 25 or so? It's 25? right about 25... He, I'm sure if he really pushes it, he could probably hit 27. Right. But he's definitely a solid 25 because there are soccer players in the league, out there in the world that are hitting 20, you know, 21 to 24. Right. At top so speed. these guys blow past that. And what the more I think back on it, what I think is interesting is like they're all three. So when I say all three, I'm talking about Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Black Panther. Steve, Bucky, and T'Challa. They're all three very clearly superhuman. Like, they're all clearly some form of super soldier. Um, And if you think about it, they each seem to have a little bit of a specialty. So, like, T'Challa, I would say, is probably the fastest and most agile. Like, he pulls some crazy acrobatic stuff. Yeah, that that triple, that, like, where he, like, I feel like, where he puts his, or where he breaks the cuffs and immediately goes into a flying triple kick, I was like, okay, that's a thing that happens. Right, so he's he's like the fastest, most agile, and, and this may just be my perceptions and how I like to think of these sorts of symmetries. Bucky seems like he's probably just the endurance tough it out. I mean, that's helped by the fact that one of his arms is metal, and so 
he can block bullets with it and all that stuff. He doesn't have to be, you know, T'Challa in his suit can do that, and Steve with his shield can do that. Bucky does it with one of his arms. I mean, again, it's artificial, but he just seems like he's just kind of the power through it guy. And Steve, meanwhile, is like, eh, I don't want this helicopter to take off, so I'm going to stop it. Yeah. With his bare hands. I'm that like, okay. Nice. Yeah, I, I feel, like yeah, that. again. Steve lifts. Yeah, Steve lifts. <laughs> very, very, very clear lifts. I think you're rude, right? I think... Um, yeah. I'll, I'll go I'll go into it a little bit further. Like, I feel like of the three, um, Winter Soldier is clearly the roughest around the edges. Yeah. Um, he's definitely the roughest around the edges. He's kind of, he is, he's your street fighter, if you would. Yeah. Gets into a brawl, knows how to get into a fight, knows how to get out quick. He's, I mean, he jumps off a building. He was like, I'm not killing anyone. He breaks through the floor, grabs his bag, tosses it over the side, jumps out the window, and almost gets away. He almost kills a, people, a couple people down the way, but um, he's, he's rough. He knows how to fight. Obviously, he was trained by um, the German... Not, I want to call them Nazis, but Hydra. So he was trained in Hydra. I mean, there's a scene where you he's... You can call them Nazis. I mean, yeah, you know. That, that's what they are. I mean, there's a scene where he's actually fighting other winter soldiers, essentially. Right. Others, other... I don't want to call them metahumans. Other superhumans. Super soldiers. Other, yeah, other super soldiers. And he loses, but... Clearly, I mean, that just shows that he has a the thing. I think about that, he also shows like maybe possibly the greatest room for potential. Yeah, Cap is exactly he lifts, he's strong, he can take a punch. I mean, not very many people can take a hit from I me. Mean, look what again, look what Tony did to Bucky, ripped his arm off. Tony put the paws on Bucky. Beat, beat the brakes off. Iron Man. Although that moment where they were they were flipping the shield back and forth was real nice. Oh, yeah, God. that oh. was that was nice. Oh. Yeah, and again, like let me again, let me like getting hit by Iron Man is like getting hit by a moving semi. Like think about all the gyros. Like it is a rocket propelled punch. So both of them are incredibly strong, but Iron Man rips Bucky apart literally. Steve is able to not only withstand those punches, but take multiple punches and still fight back. So I feel like of the three, he's probably, quote-unquote, the strongest. Um, and I feel like T'Challa is the most... Agile? Not the most agile and probably the most well-rounded fighter. Um, again, okay, yeah, training. Yeah, He's been doing this since he was a child. So he's probably the most well-rounded fighter, very diverse, because he fights multiple people and is able to hold his own. In a fight with Bucky, holds his own. In a fight against Clint, holds his own. In a fight against, uh, I think, did he really fight Scarlet? Not really, kind of? No. Mm. No, not really. Scarlet Witch, you mean? No, oh, my bad. I mean, um, I keep calling him Scarlet. Black Widow. Doesn't really fight her. But clearly, he can... Whatever he fights Cap. He, he fights Cap. He holds his own there. Yeah, he... he no matter who he's fighting, he has a style to counteract combat. And again, yeah, even for a while on the roof, he was fighting Cap and Bucky. So the guy knows how to fight. So that I think I agree with you. Um, not only do they they complement each other and they offset each other a little bit. I think Steve's just sheer strength, probably. Um, like in an arm wrestling contest, he would probably beat T'Challa. Yeah. But, I mean, if they go, like, round for round, again, I feel like depending on the fight where it is, T'Challa wins. If it's outside, T'Challa wins. If they put those two in a in a, in like a ring, it's, Steve probably is going to win that fight. Yeah. But and that's going to be close. If yeah, it's, it's going to be a close fight. If it's no what we'll call super gear, so they're just in, like, shorts and T-shirts or whatever, so no gear, it's just 
them in a ring, but they can fight however they want as far as style, I would say that's probably a 50-50 split. Yeah. Just because, again, Steve maybe doesn't have the breadth of skills, but Steve has been fighting on that level for, for longer, yeah. I would say. Like, is really good at fighting, clearly, uh, but he hasn't necessarily been fighting super soldiers and super robots and all of these other things that Steve has had to fight. Yeah. Um, but and then we'll, see, we'll, probably, gonna, yeah, we'll probably see that develop over his movie, his standalone movie. And which, I want to see... Now, now that we're talking about this, I want to see Bucky, Steve, and T'Challa all three fight the same opponent. Yeah. I'm not sure how long it would last. It would have to be. It would have to be a Thanos level character. God, that would that would be. Or, or Hulk. Not, well, or not, Hulk. Okay, I would say it doesn't have to be quite that high, but definitely close. But it doesn't, I don't think it necessarily has to be that high. I mean, I feel like if character. it was Iron, like we've seen that, just Bucky and Cap taking on Iron Man, and they barely beat him. You know, they barely beat him, but they beat him. But they were also both pretty tired, and Tony was pretty darn fresh. He was in. His newest armor in the movie. I think he kept the same suit the whole movie, which incidentally totally looked like uh, the bleeding edge armor from the comics from a few years ago, like yeah. the color patterns and all the lights. Obviously, it didn't literally store in his body, but it had more tricks than ever before. Just like War Machine had, like I, I don't know, just guns. It just what does War Machine need? More guns. Um, but yeah, I mean that was a really close fight, and Tony was, I mean Tony was. Probably only getting as far as he did because he was so ticked off at Bucky. And did you guys notice too that Tony didn't say he killed my parents? He Tony killed said, my mom. He killed my mom. Yeah. So for all his talk about oh I've like killed the emotional. But then again, my he's he's always said he's had issues with his dad. And in that whole scene actually where he's at MIT, and he's like, this is how I wish it should have gone. Uncanny Valley. Like, young... T- I'm sorry. Young Tony just freaked me the heck it out. It was weird. I looked and I was like, how did they... Well, obviously, it's CG, like, but for a moment like, there, I was like... Witchery. <laughs> witchery. Witchcraft is And this. then he walks out from behind the wall, and I'm like, okay, okay, so there's a lot of CG in that one. There's no way they got Tony to, to get all that makeup on. <laughs> well, this is a bad well he was thinner, shorter, and like, yeah, he was... His like, voice was even a little squeakier. Which, okay, props to them for like a smooth... Overall, smooth effect, but it. I think it's just one of those things where de-aging oh, somebody is just harder than aging them up. Like, if he'd walked out, like, old and gray, no problems. You know, we've seen that in plenty of movies, right? You know, you see somebody with age makeup on, you're like, oh, that looks completely natural. Really hard to de-age somebody, it seems like. If, if yeah. you're trying to keep the same actor, like, if you're, like, using a different actor saying, this is young so-and-so, well, that's easy, that's a kid. Yeah, which again, version. shout out to Disney being the powerhouse they are. However, they got um, what's that character in Star Wars in Rogue One trailer? Can't never remember her name. Uh, not Ray, but it's an R something. The she was around in the original trilogy, so however they got her to look that good in Rogue oh, One. Oh, oh, oh! You mean Mon Mothma? Yeah. Oh well, no, that's not the same actress as from Return of the Jedi. It's the actress they had. In the prequel, she was in a scene in oh, okay. Revenge of the Sith. Because I was cut. like, Wait, she just she, why does she look exactly? She the just same? looks almost. Ex- she just naturally looks almost exactly like the original actress. And then they've done makeup and so on and so forth. And she's probably studied, you know, inflection and whatnot. Yeah, it's a different actress, but she just looks eerily like the original actress. 
you know, and it's, it's helped, again, makeup, hair, wearing the same clothes, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, that would, see, that's a little different because it's not the same person DH. That's kind of like the line. And they're getting better at it. One of these days, they'll probably be able to DH somebody and it won't look freaky. But it still looked a little freaky <laughs> this time. Yeah. Not gonna lie, because I don't because I don't think we were expecting it. That was the biggest yeah. thing for me was I didn't see it coming. Yeah, yeah. And so and all of a sudden, sudden you see a young Robert Downey Jr. just like, Ooh, what's this? What? what? I don't. I don't understand. What's yeah. going on? You know what? That's a, the weirdest part about it. it was like my mind it immediately went back to Fugitive. He didn't look that young in Fugitive. Um, Fugitive, he's the movie with Tommy Lee Jones, Spike Lee. Yeah. I think it's, is it called Fugitive? I know it's something. Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Is it Fugitive? The one where Harrison Ford is the character running away because his wife got killed? Or is it U.S. Marshals? U.S. Marshals. I think okay. it's U.S. Marshals. That's the one, it's not Spike Lee, it's, uh, da, 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 da. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes, That's yes. what I'm going to say. Wesley Snipes and Tommy Lee Jones, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones is the same like, character. Yeah, because... He's in there. And he's young. That's you want to see a young Robert Downey Jr. Go watch that movie. And I'm, I, my mind immediately went back. To, I was like, why does he look younger than this? Why? Why? What is going on? What is going on? I think it was maybe a film that he did before that. I think they went like even further back than that. Yeah. Well, because that scene is taking place in 1991. Yeah. So that would have been what 20, 25 years before. The movie, assuming the movie is supposed to be occurring in roughly 2016, that would have been 25 years. So yeah, that makes Tony like middle aged. Eh. There should have been more jokes about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, what you were saying earlier, kind of looping back a little bit, which we do a lot um, on here, especially when I'm here. Uh, you were saying, you know, Black Panther is basically Marvel's Batman. It's like he really is. Like the only other character who I who's even Which is why, yeah, I've never, I've never understood the comparison between. Well, would Batman win in a fight with Iron Man? Batman would easily wipe the floor with Iron Man. It is, it, he's wiping the floor with Iron Man. If you ask me, because it's going to happen Ant-Man one of two was, ways. Even Ant Man was doing some things, and he ain't even that smart. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> he ain't even that. He ain't even that smart. But he can go tiny. You know, he can go well, tiny and got in, and he, he, will, he can go big. So let's, my so let's put it this way. So, Black Panther would win against Iron Man. If they were both geared up, as we saw in the movie, because Black Panther is on, in the same league as uh, Steve and Bucky, but his claws would probably start shredding that, that armor. Oh, yeah. Oh, vibranium. Yeah. yeah. So Batman would win against Tony one of two ways. He would either have, like, an EMP-type gadget in his belt, which he could throw at Iron Man. It would latch on. The suit would stop for a second. He'd rip the helmet off. He'd punch Tony a few times in the face. Tony's unconscious. Or he'd just press a button and summon one of his own power armors, and then they'd have a power armor fight. And look, there's been like thirteen. There's been a ton of Batman power armors. I mean, here's my thing: place, Batman so. wouldn't have to go this far because he would. Here's my thing: Tony would really, really have to piss Bruce off to get to this point. Batman pulls out the hell bat suit. He wipes the floor with the Avengers. Well, yeah. He wipes the floors with all the Avengers. Yeah, single handed. I'm not even talking hell bat. I'm just talking one of the. I mean, there's another. Power I would probably suits. say I'd probably say the. I don't. It's not the name of the suit, but I call it the. Uh, it's El Fuerte because it reminds me of El Fuerte, um, the Street Fighter character. It's the suit he used to fight um, Bane in the comics, because um, hmm. he looks like a luchador a little bit. Um, I'm looking it up. Is it the one from Nightfall I that actually so. Jean Paul Valley wears? I believe so. 
Okay. Well, I'm thinking like so. There's the suit he has in. And there's, uh, oh, there's another. There's a couple. Batman versus Robin. There's, there's that one. suit. There's, there's a couple suits in the animated one, series. I like. Yeah. There's one from. Did you ever read the limited series Trinity? Like the. Kind of I did not style. read Trinity. He's got a power armor in that, and he uses it like he uses it, and he's fighting uh, freaking Bizarro. Yeah. And keeps up, and I mean it's. It's a straight up. I mean, it's got missiles. Honestly, you could probably use his underwater power armor and still. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so the point is, Batman. Batman has the equipment he could take Tony on. So the way I think of it is that Batman. Um, Batman versus uh, Panther is a much closer fight. Yeah, significantly closer. Yeah. Fight. I think I would Panther say might Batman, him out a little bit. Batman versus Panther would be really close. Panther is basically Batman minus the emotional the plethora. Well, I was gonna say just on the pure uh, like fighting level you know we, we could talk about the emotional issues on another level intellectually i'd say they're pretty much equal you know yep. maybe slightly different skill sets but overall about equal panther doesn't have the same plethora of gadgets and gear like his suit's bulletproof but he doesn't have like a glider and you know he has his own night vision and enhanced senses but he doesn't have like a radio well maybe he has a radio set but he doesn't have all of the stuff that batman has just in his suit let alone his utility belt he has Vibranium claws, which are a big advantage, but he also has his enhanced physicality that Batman doesn't have. Batman is literally, you know, is generally portrayed as actual peak, peak human. He would be like a, he would be the equivalent of an Olympic decathlete as far as general. Well, isn't it like Batman like peak human plus one? Uh, I've the way I've generally seen him portrayed would be exactly peak human, which isn't actually physically possible. Again, the closest thing would be like an Olympic decathlete, but he's. He's as strong as a human who has taken the time to train their body could be. Like his biggest feat of strength that I can think of from the last twenty years was when he was buried in Batman R.I.P. and he basically pushed his way out of the grave. Yeah. And that was several hundred pounds, but that's doable by a human. Yeah. Especially in a situation where he's got adrenaline on his side and training and so forth, he can't outrun cars. No. Okay. He can right. outrun yeah, okay. bugs, I'll but give he can't you that. outrun cars. I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah. And then right I would there. say that Daredevil is kind of like the other side of the coin. Daredevil is Batman, again, my, basically minus the money, but plus all of his other senses, senses being really enhanced. enhanced and minus vision. Yeah. <laughs> like, minus eyes. <laughs> and I cannot see you. But he's he's a really good instinctual fighter. He's not as well-trained in one sense, but he uses the billy clubs or scream sticks or whatever you want to call it. So, like, again, the three of the, those three fighting each other would be fascinating. The three of them working together would be terrifying for the other guys. Well, and that's the other thing. Daredevil has a little bit more of the Batman, like, the scary factor. I mean, Black Panther would be scary. Don't get me wrong. If I was a criminal and Black Panther showed up and said, I'm stopping you. I'm I'm done. I'm, I'm surrendering. But, like, Daredevil would be more likely to hang somebody off the side of a building and say, tell me what you know. I want to know what you know. You know, yeah. Black Panther would just be like, tell me what you know, and you would probably do it because, A, he's intimidating. And so he is, I think a lot of people underestimate how physically imposing Black Panther is. Yeah. He is He is on the large side. Um, I'm going to look this up, but I believe he is 6, yeah, six in the two, com- six, in three, the comics, I think he's two, a little ten. bigger than yeah. the guy we got in the movies, which is fine. I think. I mean, but I, I think they did a good job. Like from the camera angles, when they're standing in that giant soccer, remind me, Rhodey's in his power armor. Yeah. And he's standing height with Bucky, Cap, and Panther. So they're all like, and that power armor yeah. is huge. Um, Black Panther. He's tall. He's like kind of got a tall but lean look, which yeah. works really well for the character. I think. He's, I mean, 
in some eras of the comics, he's, you know, bigger, but that's kind of like all of the male characters are drawn larger. So, you know, yeah, whatever. You know, but I, I think I think they made an excellent casting choice for uh, Black Panther in the movie. Um, I mean, yeah, again, the, the awesome accent was present, phenomenal. Yeah. Great accent. I, this probably is going to sound a little weird no matter what. One of those guys I could just listen to the voice for yep. a long time. Yep. Kind of like, you know, Morgan Freeman. Very, like, like James I, Earl I, Jones. Like, a Andrew lot of Zelda. people, I feel like a lot of people have horrendous African accents. He pulls it off very well. He, he, he sounds like a guy. He well, sounds like me seemed, if I was using my African accent. He sounds he seemed, like someone who's... He seemed natural. Exactly. He's natural, but the reason it sounds a little off is because... He's gone to school in Switzerland. He's been in London. He's been in the States. Right. But he he lives at home, but he's studied in as many right. places. So, I mean, I'm sure to you guys it sounds like a fantastic African accent. To me, I was like, ah, I see what you did there. I approve. There's some African accents I hear that. I'm just like, get off the screen. You, get, you just want to slap them. Leave. Leave now because it's so bad. Um, yeah, I can't. I'm having a hard time locating his actual size. Um, so you guys can move on. I'll come back with it. I mean, I think I've pretty much tapped all the stuff I was going to talk about that isn't like just, you know, last minute humorous hashtag throwout. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I story was great, and me being me, I enjoyed a lot of the gear that we saw. Um, I liked the character arcs. Um, excited to see where it goes, especially for Black Panther. Yeah, um, that like now I'm increasingly, increasingly more. Like I, I want Black Panther to na- from now forward just be the most reasonable character in the room, no matter what. Except maybe for one or two people who are like, "Are we sure this is a good idea?" So, so I mean, you can't. I don't think like, you'd be more reasonable than Vision, but yes. Well, I guess. Uh, okay, yeah, that's fair enough. But you see what I mean? I guess maybe the wisest character in the room. Yep. How's that? Wisest character in the room. So he's actually listed as six foot two hundred pounds. So that is. Oh, okay. That's that's above average. Yeah. But still more of a lean build. Than yeah, a yeah, burn. yeah. So I mean, I think Rogers is six two. Yeah, six two two ten. From what I remember, six two two ten is what Rogers is typically listed at. Yeah, which would fit about when you know Chris Evans and whatnot. But yeah, I fantastically cast. Oh no! Here's the one other thing. I was really disappointed in Zemo. Mm, yeah. I was like, I'm I'm even okay, I'm okay with the, he wasn't actually Hydra Angle, even though I think that's an integral part of the character. I would be okay with that. But he didn't, I was like, okay, he's not going to fight Cap and Tony because he wants to see them fight each other. And then Black Panther finds him, and I'm like, now he's going to bust it out. He's going to bust out a sword, and he's going to say, oh, ha, 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 I drained their blood. You know, he's going to be... Nope, not a super soldier. He's just a dude the whole time. Yeah, I was like... That's persistent and intelligent. You know, props to him for, like, building up his plan for the last year plus and executing it. But, really? Yeah, as far as, like, uh, villains go, this was the worst villain Why Why use the name Zemo? Why make him a Zemo? I don't know. That's my... I guess that's my big thing. It's not that... That's the thing for me, because to me, Zemo carries a very specific set of connotations in Marvel. So if you want to have the villain be somebody who's like, oh, my family died in Sokovia, da-da-da, just make a new character. 
Yeah. Just, just or if he uses Zemo, have it be something have it be an identity he grabbed that's not actually his own that he used to get close to one or two Hydra agents to get information or something. But making him Zemo in actuality, helmet Zemo, but he's not Hydra, he's not enhanced, he doesn't actually ever directly fight any of the heroes, he doesn't use a sword, he doesn't wear any sort of costume, you know, basically stripping away everything about Zemo except Zemo is not American and Zemo doesn't like the Avengers. Why not just use an original character or a more minor character from things? I mean, again, overall, a lot of the other stuff, fine. Um, I liked, uh, oh shoot, I blanked on the actor's name. The guy who played Bilbo. Uh, Martin Freeman? Martin Freeman, yeah. Martin Freeman's character. We got like two scenes of him, but he was kind of fun. You know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a little more of him, but... Um, and I thought that the scene with him and Zemo right there at the end where Zemo, you know, where Martin Freeman's character is like, how does it feel to have your plan fall apart around your ears and you didn't succeed? And Zemo's like, didn't I? That was good. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, so Zemo's alive. Maybe we get more Zemo and Zemo gets to be... Zemo. As Zemo, yeah. That would, that would redeem the character a little bit in my eyes, but that was probably my biggest thing is that... You used a character's name, and but then take... didn't actually use the character, the actual character, as they're presented. And it's just... I don't know. I'm not the directors, I'm not the writers, but it just feels... Short-lived. Yeah. It, it, it's going to happen in these things, but... it's Honestly, it's probably my same annoyance with how Iron Man 3 played out the whole Mandarin character. Oh, we're not going to talk about yeah. that. Oh, but right. I, I'm, I'm letting... Yeah. yeah same yeah. same kind of level same of way. just... Everything, again, everything else about Civil War, I mean, not a perfect movie. There is no perfect movie. But definitely in the top, like, three movies. Or at least top five movies of Marvel. Which, at this point, we have enough movies that that's no, it's, not that's saying, all of the movies. That's saying a lot, actually. Yeah, it's saying a lot. All right, cool. Wrap up. Um, we'll go around the table. We'll give our final thoughts and a grade letter. And then we'll move on. So, before we start, are each of us giving a grade, a letter grade? Yeah. Or, okay. All right. So, I can start. Um, so, final thoughts. Hashtag Team Cap. Hashtag Cap was right. Uh, letter grade, I would say a solid A. So not an A minus, not an A plus, but a solid A. Yeah. You go. Okay. Um, definitely, definitely liked it. Fantastic movie. Not the greatest movie of all time. We've had some friends say. It's a conversation for another day. But um, I'll have to agree with you on the... A, maybe in some cases maybe an A minus, but it's at that point it's just kind of been nitpick. It's nitpicking stuff. Yeah, I, I, I'm taking it's, the whole the whole movie. But the whole yeah, I would I would I would agree probably on the whole film. It was it was definitely an A. It gave us I think what we needed moving on to the future, um, and kind of backtracked and explained some things without making us feel too dumb. So okay. Uh... Final thoughts, I guess. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed seeing some of the... Not all of them were new characters, but, like, not Iron Man and Captain America interacting, like, interactions between, like, Spider-Man and all the people when they were fighting, like, Falcon and all of them. Just, like... when he's, like, 
Usually, have you ever been in a fight before? There's usually not this much talk. Yes. <laughs> and watching Spider-Man, it's like... He's a kid. Like, he's a kid. I, I, I can't remember if it was Ant-Man or whoever, but he's like, how old is this kid? Yeah. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. He's like, the old check. movie? It's like, how old is this kid? Yeah. That old movie where they take that the thing in the snow planet? It's yeah. like, This okay. kid is on to something. I knew he was young, but I didn't check. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed that. I also really enjoyed a few laughs from characters like Vision. Like, when you first see Vision introduced, like we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, just when he walks, phases through the wall into Wanda's room, wearing slacks and a sweater, it's like, that was that was hilarious. Hashtag dad vision. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Hashtag dad well, vision. Well, he, so. he needs to add the other, the... You know, what he needs to do is take a sweater, tie it around his neck, and we say hashtag uh, Carlton Vision. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so, I'd say, yeah, final grade, I'd give it also an A. Uh, my biggest problem was also the Zemo thing. Like, just with my limited Marvel knowledge, I've watched a couple of Ender's cartoons, and that's about it. But even then, he doesn't line up at all with the characters of Zemo. So, that was kind of a disappointment. Um, I'm trying to, okay, so I'll probably be the harshest here and give it a B plus. Um, I think it deserves an A, but to me, they're, again, Criminally underused characters. Vision. Scarlet Witch. I feel like they make this... And again, who knows? We get the director's cut that's three hours long and they, like, the big deal that is Wanda, we finally it gets, gets the exposition that it deserves. Like, she is undoubtedly the most powerful character on that team. She's still learning who she is in herself. But there's a reason why... Tony wants to keep her in this 100-acre compound protected by robots, essentially. <laughs> and there's a reason Cap wants her free, so she can really discover who she is. And, of course, Captain's a good old um, boy scout and just wants to, you know, discover yourself. And, you know, just, I mean... Freedom! She, she saved his life. By all means, he should have got blown up in that explosion. He wouldn't have died. Let's be honest. That explosion would not have killed him. It would have crippled him, put him down for a couple months. But he has, like... Faster than human regeneration. But pain hurts. But it hurts. He wouldn't hurt. She saved his life. Um, and she, from what we've seen, she's been more in the field with him. And Tony's been more behind the scenes, obviously dealing with the issues of Pepper and the repercussions yeah. of um, Iron Man 3. Um, so he's still clearly going through that. Very emotional guy. As a psychologist, I want to say, I want to sit down with that guy. Really figure out what's going on with him. Um <laughs> Of course, I also want that paycheck that he's going to sign. <laughs> yeah. You're like, but, just you could drop a zero off what you paid for the VR, and we would be good. It'd be great. Um, so I really, really wish they would have gone more into those, um, gone to those characters. Um, okay, I think I'll bump it up to an A minus strictly because of how good Black Panther is, <laughs> and the cameo by Spider Man is probably my favorite part of the movie. Like that was. Honestly, so good. Actually, I I've never liked Spider Man. I like this. Guy. I I, 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 I really go, I'll go as far as to say this. I think the times he was in the film, we could say it was Spider Man. 
really. You could almost say. I, was, I think he took so much of the time of the screen when he was there. His presence was known. Yeah. I felt like it was a Spider-Man moment. Or you could even say that chunk was a Spider-Man film if you really wanted to kind of yeah, and super technical. Yeah, and then, yeah so finishing up. Um, Spider-Man was great. Black Panther was amazing. Um, it did a good job. I left the theater happy. Yes. Greatest superhero movie of all time? False. I was happy with what I got. I've seen it twice. I'll probably see it a third time. I'm happy. Looking forward to what comes next. Fingers crossed for Strange and Panther. Um, those are our next two. Yeah. So, A-. minus. Good job, guys. Keep it up. I think those are the next two, anyway. Yeah. I think it's Strange and then Panther and then Full. I think so. Cool. All right. So, let's get into some... We're going to get into video game talk, but yeah, let's do the gameplay good. segment. What have you guys been playing? Uh, well, I mean, I haven't, I've got a couple things I was just going to, I guess, give, if you could tell, say a pop to. Uh, I haven't really been getting a lot of gaming time in. Brian could probably give a little more yeah. gameplay insight. To yeah, well, go ahead, stuff, go ahead. But, um, one that I'm wanting to play at some point, I believe it is out, is, uh, and I think I've men- maybe mentioned this one before. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 Battlefleet Gothic Armada. Long title, but it's a space-based RTS. Uh, centers, you know, so units you control, it looks like, are the larger capital ship types. Like, at least 60% of why I want to play it is because I like the lore universe it comes from. But a good chunk of it is because I really enjoy space-based RTS games. And those are really kind of short on the ground like there's the i think it's homeworld series there's i think it's is it sword of the stars i think uh there's that star wars empire war game there are a couple of star trek games uh star trek armada i think i'm sure i'm missing some i'm sure somebody out there could give me a list of like 50 space-based RTSs, but bigger name or bigger brand ones, I can't even think of 10. You know, unless a couple of the series I'm thinking of have, like, six six iterations instead of two. Um, but, yeah, it's just... It's really visual. Like, the launch trailer was really awesome. Um, it, it is one of those I kind of like, oh, I would just watch, like, a whole bunch of these cutscenes. That'd be cool, too. But, yeah, it, it I think it's got four factions in it right now and like excuse me two of them i would imagine are probably going to be iteration iterations of kind of the generalist type things one of the factions is going to be faster ranged accurate but probably not as tough and then the other faction is going to be kind of the opposite so if the if they stick with the lore, um, which there's enough lore there that that could be an entire podcast. And, but yeah, so that's that's one that's out right now. Space based RTS. I really wanna really wanna play it at some point. Um, but it sounds really cool from what I've been hearing so far. And then the other one, same uh, franchise, lore base, whatever you want to call it, uh, just got announced, and I'm pretty excited about it. Is Warhammer Forty Thousand: Dawn of War Three? So. I own and have played pretty much everything of the first game. Well, I've played two of the original and two of the three expansions. There's a third expansion that all of the 
reviews around it I heard were very negative, like bug, you know, it was buggy stuff didn't stuff wasn't as good, etc., etc. So I didn't really ever try to get that one. I haven't played the second one. Kind of heard a little bit more mixed reviews because they changed the dynamic of the game a little bit. Like it was a little bit less RTS and more like squad RTS a little bit. Like it it from what I've seen it looks like it was less build an army and attach some hero units to the army and more like here are some hero units with like four guys around them and then that and you just have multiple hero units and that is your army so it's like a little more narrow focus in that sense this one from the very trippy and surreal trailer looks like it'll be more full-on armies based like it was a really interesting trailer because it was it looked like a dream sequence like if you watch the thing it's very dream sequency, very good graphics. Um, just as a note for anyone listening to the podcast who's like, "Oh, that sounds interesting." Just as a note, um, I would say that it's a not safe for work trailer in the sense of it's very violent. So there's a fair bit of blood and gore. If you're not bothered by that, you know, go ahead. Uh, if that kind of thing bothers you, just be aware of that. So the other game, that's not really an issue because it's like big spaceships in space. So it's a little more abstracted. But this one, you know, most of the units are like people wearing armor. So if they get hurt badly enough, blood happens. So if that's a thing, I can respect that. Just be aware of it. If it's not a thing, it's a really cool trailer. Again, it's very surreal, very dream sequency. No gameplay footage is out yet. There's a like... Four screenshots. We know basically there's going to be three factions. That's all we know right now. So it was announced this week. So I'm excited, but I don't really know much yet. So, but that's kind of what I've got. Cool. Um, I'm glad you actually got to talk about trailers because past week we got the Call of Duty trailer. Um, the Call of Duty guys are excited. This one has a lot of contention, particularly because the only way you can get the remastered version of Call of Duty Modern oh, Warfare yeah. is the $80 box, which I've heard a lot of things around it, like, oh, well, it's MSRP. Um, well, it'd be embarrassing if the remaster outsold the new game and it just makes more sense to do it as packaging. It's the only way it could be done. Look, Call of Duty is going to sell 100 million copies every year because there are enough 15 to 18-year-olds that watch Nate Shot and whatever the rest of those Call of Duty guys are. That series will always sell. I am personally done with that series. Um, I want the remaster. I'm unfortunately like I'm I I'm taking like they always say vote with your wallet in the gaming community. If you don't like something, don't pay for it and send a message. I'm taking a stance against Call of Duty in general because I don't like the franchise, the way the franchise has been going. Right. This week we got a battlefield trailer. And I didn't have oh, a trailer yet, but I heard it's, it's oh, World War One. It's it World is. War One, and it is nice. Triplane, oh, like horses, horses, mustard gas. Oh, it. Oh, I, I didn't think a World War One game would be exciting, but hell, well, if nothing else, it's different. It, like, how uh, many World War Two games do we have? Yeah, triple well, digits. I think this might, this might be the first World War One game we've had in a long time, and it looks. Great. At least, I think, wait. Yeah, short of Valley, Valiant Hearts, I think this is like the first, like... Like FPS type. Maybe. Yeah, and I'm super, There's super... There's probably a couple, like... Super excited. Obscure RTS types out there, but... 
You want to get in on this podcast, man? I mean, I'm standing here. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, have another chair. Yeah. All right, Matt's gonna be in the podcast, everybody. Cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So back to back to it. Um, I saw that trailer in passing, and I I was I literally I was walking. I think we were walking to the movie or walking to work. I literally stopped and watched what I could have trailer, and I had to get going. But um, I sat down, watched it on my computer in full-fledged 1080p graphics, and I'm just like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my Mm -hmm. life. You would think, because World War I was a trench war, slow, monster, nasty stuff, and this game looks... It looks as horrifying as, like, the stories and the letters sound, but it's fast. At least the trailer. And then again, it's a trailer, so you never know how much it's sped up and, like... But it looks like... There's a scene where there's a bunch of Maharaja on t- t- horses with sabers, and I'm just like, "What? Oh, I'm I'm so excited! Like I and I've generally been I've ambivalent about the Battlefield series. Like I play them, I like them. Um, Bad Company was the last. Bad Company Two was the last one I played, and I really really got into. Otherwise, like I have EA access, so I just play all the games that they have on the Xbox One. Um, yeah, again, I think I've promoted EX this once in a while. I'm not getting paid for them. This is not an ad. This is just something that I enjoy and think you should take advantage of. Five bucks a month or 30 bucks a year. Definitely pay the 30 bucks a year. You save so much money that way. You get access to everything in the vault, and you get two-week access. Two weeks early access to any games coming out. Um, no, I, no, I take that back. It's 12 hours, I think, a week before. Because they've changed it a couple times. First it was two-week access, then it was two-day access, and then it was five hours, then about to six hours. It's now 12 hours of early access. So you get to play the full game for 12 hours. And then when the game is launched, you pick up right where you left off. So you, you don't lose any progress. You don't lose any progress, okay. and you also get a 10% discount when you buy games. It's an excellent way. If you like, I'm a fan of the EEA franchise, so definitely pick that up. Um, I'll definitely be... I think I'm going to do that... I've been playing more on the PS4 lately, but because EA has that close alignment with um, Xbox, I'll probably play the Battlefield series on there. Besides, more of my shooter friends are on my Xbox One. I don't, I haven't built up that cache of friends right. yet on the PS4 or the PC. I'm excited. I am excited. I usually, I, I've gotten to the mindset of staying away from pre-ordering. I'm probably gonna pre-order the collector's edition, whatever the top level version of this game is coming. I'm excited for this game and. I don't know. I don't. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's just like future fatigue because I played Black Ops Three for two months and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Well, like, I, that, the jumping and the boosting and the you know, I'm Android. That's, that's it it appeals to say, some yeah. people. Maybe I, I. I think it appeals to a lot of people. A lot of people like that thing, but to me, a game that does that combat system better, Titanfall. Titanfall Two has, has been announced, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play that. Yeah. Now that we have, again, maybe it's just something different, because this is... Well, yeah, that's what I was trying to say, is, like, like I said, how many World War II games do we have? We have a ton of World War II games. We have a ton of, right now, shooter games, like modern, and then we have a ton of near-to-semi-far-future games. So we've got, you know, like, the, you know, everything from, like, what was it, Black Ops 3, to the Call of Duty that had... uh Kevin's was it Kevin Spacey? Yeah, Advanced Warfare. Advanced Warfare to Infinite War, which 
you know, for what it's worth, I watched that trailer having played basically none of the Call of Duties anytime recently. I was like, oh, this actually looks kind of interesting. But that's because it's not not because it's near future, but because it's like, oh, hey, there's a lot of different things that you can do in that. Um, but, I mean, Halo, Gears of War, those are all, like, future shooters. Again, World War One, we've got, like, maybe five games out there that do it. Yeah, so, yeah, so. It's, it's different. It's still a shooter, so the mechanics of point and shoot and such are still the same. But, um, and, I mean, you'll have, at least, if I remember my history, firearms, etc., there are a few guns that will be able to fire... You know, hold the trigger down, bullets come out yeah. until you're out. They of showed, I think, in the trailer, they showed one automatic weapon. It looked like one of, I think it was one of that those giant tube guns where you had to pour water in it. <laughs> well, you've got, yeah, you'll you'll have like the machine guns that like you sit in place, and then you'll have BARs, yeah, which probably show up in a lot of the World War Two shooters as well. BARs were actually in World War One, so those will probably be that'll probably be a really boss weapon in the game. Because it'll be one of the only automatic weapons, and it's shooting gigantic bullets. So, um, but yeah, no, that I thought that was really cool. I was like, World War, really, World War One? Wow, there you go. So, and they're calling it one. So I'm wondering if they're trying to make it as like a reboot of the franchise or something. Um, or if not a reboot, like a fresh start. Yeah, I'm. I know they got a couple new creative directors over there, but then again, EA is like the NFL. They have a lot of teams. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> EA, like, the EA umbrella is gigantic. Yeah. And Very like, huge. Think about, think about the breadth of things that are under the EA umbrella. FIFA, Madden, Dragon Age. Like, yeah. come on. Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah. Look, there is the breadth of talent. You can go even Mass Effect, uh, Mass Effect and Dragon Age and fantasy role-playing games. But, like... The wide range of talent that is under the EA umbrella, I think like I finally feel like. Um, shout out to Peter Moore. I don't. I if he is the one like heading this new direction they're heading in, I applaud him. But I feel like because EA is the publishers, and I feel like the design teams, like the id softwares, the um, Biowares are finally being given the room to flex their muscles a little bit because um, Dragon Age was... And again, Bioware is one of those teams where they're like... It's kind of like... They're not on that level, but they're quickly reaching that zenith where Rockstar stands. Rockstar is on Mount Olympus, and they're at the bottom of the mountain. They're climbing there. Um, When Rockstar says, hey, we're going to do a game, you give them money, you shut up, and you get out of the way. Right. Actually, they don't even ask for money anymore because they're they are they have a GTA Five, and GTA Online was a license to print money. Think about how old that game is. <laughs> Every time I listen to a podcast, shout out to the guys who do podcasts about it. Um, podcast Unlocked, um, IGN, um, the PC podcast. I can remember Overclocked, I believe. Beyond and Colin and Greg with the great work they do with, um, kind of funny. Um, particularly PS, I love you, XOXO. That's their place for podcast. The MPD reports, Grand Theft Auto is always in the top 10. Sometimes in the top five. Like in the summer months, it like somehow just gets a boost and gets to the top. And it was released on 
the PS3 and the 360 re-released on the PS4 and the Xbox One. And the game is still selling. They have a license to print money over there. So I feel like for some reason, I think it's Peter Moore leading it. Cool. If it's just like a company-wide decision that they're allowing the creative team to flex their muscles a little bit more, whatever's going on over there, good job. Keep it up. I I am loving this new EA. Um, EA for best company. Um, hopefully they keep it up. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens when the game comes out. Hopefully it works. We've, they have they're notorious with server issues, but <laughs> in this age of internet we live, where we have games that are uh, perpetual online, they're just persistent worlds. We'll see what happens. I'm just got. I'm just saying, like for me, I'm I'm look like I'm for now. We'll see what happens when the games actually come out, and I'm playing both of them. Right. I assume you guys will get Call of Duty. I'll play it over here. I'm not getting Call of Duty. Probably. Tim is. Tim will buy. Timmy Tongue. Shout out to Timmy Tongue. He's not here right now. Enjoying the Adaminio concert. Anyway, he'll probably get it. I'll definitely get Battlefield. I'll play it. We'll compare at that point. But, you know, we'll see. Um, any other things that came up gaming you want? I can go for a while. So is there anything else? Um, actually, since we talked about it, we can get into the gameplay segment. You, you already said you hadn't played much. Jay, you want to? Um, Kingdom Hearts, like always. Still playing that. Uh, <laughs> so, thank you for saying that. We're going to bring on our Kingdom Hearts champion, Matt. Um, That's so, what I'm talking about. So, he is literally, um, I want to say, he carrying run, our team. He, he runs our he clan. Is, he, he, well, I'm, I technically run the clan, but Matthew plays. Yeah. I, keyword, technically run the clan, but Matthew does everything. But, yeah, so Caleb created it. He gave me administrative privileges, so I look out for recruits. I manage requests for people to join us, and I also get the most lucks. By yeah. a lot. By a lot. <laughs> By a lot. Yeah. So before I was semi close, and then this week it just yep, you just went out the window. Um. If okay, so like, there's hundreds of thousands of clans on the game, and if there's anything, we are averaging the rest of the team is in an eighty to sixty thousand looks. Matthew is single handedly putting us in the top one thousand clans. Single-handedly, so we appreciate Matt. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the hard work. So yeah, Matt, you playing anything else besides Kingdom Hearts? Uh, no. no, no. <laughs> so, so there's that. Brian, what's your what's your gameplay section look like? Uh, lately, it's been almost entirely Overwatch beta. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. Oh, it's so good. I need good. to get around to playing it. I haven't done so yet. Yeah, I started. It's... Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Are you on Xbox One, PS4, or PC? Xbox One. I don't have a PS4. That's right. I keep forgetting. But uh, I've been playing a lot. It's hard for me to choose like which is my favorite character because really it depends on the enemy team, my team. Who you're playing, playing with, yeah. yeah which you're feeling like being serious but, or you just want to support. Mean, I, every character is definitely unique. I was worried that some of them sounded like they'd be really similar. And there are similarities, but they're not... You can't do the same thing with every character and expect to actually Win. do well. Yeah. Like, you, you can't. Yeah. And there are characters, I'm like, I read their abilities and everything. I'm like, that doesn't sound like it'd be fun to play or like I'd do well with them. Like, May. May the is ridiculous. Like, she doesn't sound like she'd be a good character, at least for killing. She's one of my best characters for killing other people. Yep. It's like, yep. wow. That freaking snow cone annoys me. And like, you would think, she is like the cutest character in the game. You have guys like Reaper, Double. Dual-wielding, sawed-off shotguns. You have Farrah, robotic thing. You have Winston, a literally a... He's essentially Gorilla Grodd, but if Gorilla Grodd was nice. And had power armor. And had power armor. So he wears power armor. He's 
intelligent, full of like freeze, right, right. like he stuns people, but then like he gets mad and goes rage and just beats everybody. And you have May, cutie little like little Eskimo girl, destroys. The, the last game I played before you guys shut here, we were um, playing Control and. Three of our teammates got caught slipping. May threw out her little, I think it was her super, froze three of our teammates and just in a little cutesy little self. Took out three people. Triple kill. Just froze us in our place and was like, boop, 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 you all get to die now. Huh? Yeah. That game is, oh, yeah. I'm playing a lot of Watch Beta. Started on PS4, switched over to PC. But I don't, I don't know. Would you have, yeah, finish with your thoughts. I'll get into that. Yeah. It's just a lot of fun. There's not a lot of game modes, but. I mean, it's about the characters. Yeah, like, and it's a beta, I think I read they're not going to have much more than they have in the beta for the actual thing. Like, there's not a campaign or anything like that. Nope, but it's... it doesn't really matter for that game. Like, it's yeah. it, you just have fun playing with all these crazy characters. And yeah. I've been doing mostly just the mystery mm-hmm. hero one, so I'm, like, taking the pressure off myself to choose who I want to be. Yeah, so it's like, and that's a good mode. Just so, like, you, you, you just want to waste time you get in and you and I feel like it's probably the best way to learn characters you get yeah. in pick Mr. Heroes because like, you have to I mean you'll get like, a character you don't want yeah and you'll be like oh no I have and to. then sometimes you'll find oh I, I'm actually pretty good with this character yeah I, okay. I super underestimated Mercy underestimated Mercy I'm like ah oh, Mercy is kind of not that great and then I played her and I was like this chick is amazing this is the best healer class I've seen in any game period because she has a staff where she can heal um, and then her alt attack is to boost your attack. And then when she decides she wants to solo, she switches to her pistols, which start off pretty slow, but then you get to rapid fire and you have to lead a little bit. But those things take a ton of damage. Like, you can do a ton of, like, think about it. A healer that, that not only does your typical healing stuff, but can be offensive. She's, she's a pincushion. You touch her twice, she'll die. But if you get her going, she can and will lead a team. Yeah, I love uh, Zenyatta for that reason. Yeah, Zenyatta like, is such an offensive If you don't pay healer. attention to him, it's like... He'll clean you up. Orb of Discord, two or three of his orbs, and you, you can kill someone. Yep. It's like, what just happened? Yep. I have a teammate who, uh, um, shout out to Marty, he will not play anything. If he has an option, he will not play anybody besides Zenyatta. And he's so good, because he'll just be like, Okay, we have Winston. Winston's raging. Up, oh, he's discarded, and then we just clean house. Right now, I'm really loving Soldier Seventy Six because of his heals. Like, especially when you have the, to yeah, attack and defend. Field. Yeah, you run in there, you drop a chill, and you just start mowing people down. I love his ultra, his ultimate, where he just. Up, oh, it's time to die. You just, it's yeah. everybody die. Just, like, I can't miss. I can't miss. See it. I, I think yeah. my best was with um, Soldier Seventy Six. Um, you running. I was dying, and I got boosted by May. And as soon as that May boosted, me, or I think not May, like Mercy, Mercy boosted me up. I activated my ultra seven kill streak. I went in there, and they were all just standing there shooting at me. And I'm like, yeah, I used time to die, and just shot everything because you don't miss. You can't miss. And they were all. It was kind of bad because they were all standing in a line, and so I was like, I just held down the trigger, and they just. <laughs> good night. Yeah, we, we, we won that game handedly. I do think fun. they need to kind of... Balance. Well, yeah, balancing. Uh, one of the characters specifically Bastion. is... Yes, in sentry mode, he is... If he starts shooting you first and he can aim it worth anything, he's going to kill you. Yeah. Like, he shoots... It does so much damage so quickly. Yeah, Bastion is kind of... Because my thing is, like, he is a little too accurate for me because he's, yeah. he's literally a walking tank. 
that can fold into a stationary tank. And when he does that, he becomes even more accurate. And because his rate of fire is so high, it, it gets very difficult to get, like, if he parks himself against a wall and you have to caddy corner, he's going to destroy you. Yeah. So they need to either make him less accurate, make him more vulnerable, because they're like when you when you when you have to defend, we have people who run two bastions and they'll literally post up, and you you can't do anything. <laughs> they will they will eat you alive. Well, like talking about that, I mean, I haven't played it, but I remember a guy at work talking about how his kid was playing it. it may have been the alpha at that point. Yeah. But he was saying he was playing the mode where it's like you have to escort the shuttle or yep. whatever it is. Out of the he would payload. this kid would get. Bastion and would get on top of the shuttle and, and turn park on top of shuttle and yep. park on it and just rap rap rap. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. And it was basically win. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've had a couple. We've had a couple. I mean, like, and yes, people would say, "Oh, there's ways around it," but like, it doesn't make sense when one character makes you change your entire team's composition. Right. I mean, this this doesn't seem like it needs. It's <laughs> one of these really deep, intense game. I mean, again, this is a game where one of the characters is a big gorilla who wears those little nose glasses, speaks in a cultured accent, wears power armor, but occasionally flips out and tears people in half. Yep. I mean, we have a little Eskimo girl with a freeze gun running around. Yeah. We have a Zen Buddhist robo-monk. I mean, this is not a serious... I mean, yeah, you can get some deep, intricate strategies, but, like, a character that's basically... You have to do this really long, complicated list of things to kill if he gets into just sentry mode or whatever. That feels yeah. yeah and then unbalanced. and then here's my thing. It gets worse. His ultimate. He not only becomes a tank. He shoots rockets and can move. Yeah. It, yeah. No. It, if it if it didn't last as short as it does, it would. He could kill the whole helps. enemy team probably two or three times before you could kill him. Yeah. He. It's. It's. So powerful, and I understand. Well, if you if you put shots on him, he'll die. And it's, it's really hard to do that. It's really hard to do that when he's you have to be he sniping is a, him. From he far is away. a mini gun. He is literally. He sits there when. I think the only character that probably shoots faster than him is Widowmaker with her when her gun is in assault rifle mode. But it doesn't hurt. That but much. she's a pincushion. You, right. She's a sniper. She's most effective at long range, and if you get close to her, she will rip you apart. But against a tank, eh, nope, sorry. And, like, I've seen people do things where they'll teleport behind, they'll use Reaper to teleport behind Bastion, but the amount of time it takes to teleport, he'll, he'll put a ton of shots on you when you come there, and they could, he's been around put two shots on you, because you're, well, tele- you're telegraphed, you, like, your teleportation is telegraphed. Well, that's what I was going to ask with uh, Bastion. Can you yep. rotate 360? Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean... You can look up, down, down rotate... Yeah. It's really, it's fun when you're playing Bastion. Like, I posted on, I don't remember the name of the map, but on a lift when we were defending a control point. I was just going up and down in sentry mode, and I didn't die the whole match. You press, you press one button, and you stand there. And I, you just, I didn't even get that press many kills, wins. but I kind of <laughs> suppressed them where they couldn't do it. Yeah, and, like, and, and that's just as effective as getting 37 eliminations. Yeah. Like, suppressing, and that's the great thing about this game, is like, if you don't want to be an offensive character, you don't have to. Yeah. Like one time I played uh, Mercy, and I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not into this character very much. But I had thirty thousand worth of healing, and that's because I was literally standing behind Bastion and healing him. And when he was full health, boosts his attack. Co-op kill, co-op kill, co-op kill, co-op. He got eight kills because I was standing there healing him, 
and then boosting his attack. Heal, boost, heal, boost, heal, boost. Oh, everyone's dead? Resurrect. Everybody's back now. So you don't have to be an offensive. You never have to kill a single person, but just by being an effective teammate, you help the team win. So. As long as you're not a potted plant in the corner, yeah. you get rewarded, basically. Pretty much. I'm, you can you, I mean, Bastion being a potted court in the corner. Well, okay, but... That, as long as you're not standing, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. A potted plant in the corner. Literally do nothing, just stand in a corner. Yeah. You don't even block the way. You're just there, and you do nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Overwatch. Fantastic game, which... Again, I feel sorry for Battleborn because I feel like that's a great game, but the mind share is just so heavy on Overwatch right now. Yeah, I was like, man, those are coming out almost the same, like not the same day, but yeah. right yeah. Or, same season. That's like the ugh. beta came out. I think the same day over or Battleborn was officially released, though. Yeah, uh, so yeah. that's and why I more played people Battleborn. are playing the it's beta, the beta than actually playing the full so game. I can, well, and, it, and what's to me is a little sad is I mean Gearbox is the one who makes Battleborn and it looks like it's also kind of fun. It but is. they're but they're, I mean they're not the same game but they're they occupy the, the same, same space. Yeah. They have same game type. The same game type and like, I played the beta for Battleborn. I was like, this is more Borderlands than MOBA. That's great. I like that. Overwatch still taking over my life. Right. Yeah. Um. So wishing the best of luck to those guys. I'm sure they'll find their niche. Um, even when Borderlands first came out, a lot of people were like, this game sucks. And then if they found their niche and they have been very successful in doing that. They did announce Borderlands 3. Whoop, whoop. Excited for yeah. that. Games I'm playing. I am playing a lot because it's summer. Kingdom Hearts. It's got to be at the top of my list or else Matthew's going to kill me. Um, second on top of the list, I'm going to be playing through, well, I'm listening to the books now, so I'll eventually get to start playing the games again. The Witcher series. All three of them. One, two, and three. I will play that. Um... Third, I'm going to finally, this summer, it's going to happen, I'm finally going to be tracking H Inquisition. <laughs> um, my weekdays are going to be spent playing The Division. Back, I love that game. Like, it's rough right now because a lot of people have left and the content's not coming out quick enough, which for some reason they didn't learn from Destiny. It's coming out quicker than Destiny is, but it's still... Oh, I've got to wait so long to get them. Because the Incursions came out... And as expected, they're like, encouragers are going to take you a while. Three days later, people have figured it out, got strats, blown through it in 20, 30, 40 minutes. Um, incursions are not quite raid, but they're not quite like daily missions. Right. So, I mean, they're I, the guy I watch, shout out to Alfredo. Go follow him on Twitch. Alfredo plays, blows to those things in 45 minutes. He's got the right team. Uh, yeah. Which, I mean, hey, if you got a good team... Things go faster, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've seen him do it in 20 minutes. Like, when they when he's had his elite team, when everyone's geared up, 20 minutes. Yeah, real quick. That's real quick. Yeah. Real quick. Um, But yeah, waiting for the new Division content. Um, really, really loving that game. I'll probably, that'll probably be my main game when I'm not playing my RPGs. Um, And that, really, really, really hyped for... I think I got pushed back, though. Horizon. The PlayStation game that they revealed at E3 last year. Was it a PSX? I think it was E3. It's the post-post-apocalyptic game. Mm. Yeah, it's really, really cool stuff. I'm really hoping I can get into VR a little bit more. I really want that uh, PlayStation VR headset. I want an Oculus Rift, but the list for that thing is long. And then an HTC is 800 bucks. I don't have that right now. But, yeah, we'll eventually. We'll get there eventually. Hmm. Anything else for the Game Pass anyway? Cool. Moving on. What you got next, G? Um, no, 
it's really small. Did you guys see the reveal of the Power Ranger suits? I did. Yeah. Um, Initial thoughts. I I'm fine with it. I mean, it it reminds me a little bit of the uh, first movies, the other movies look, um, which I like the look in that well enough. I mean. There's a part of me that likes like kind of symmetry where the the big like coins, if you will, or medallions, whatever, in their chest. Like they had the big gold symbol. Everybody had that in their chest, and it stuck out a little bit because, again, I like symmetry. And most of the other than Tommy's, which just had kind of that simple symbol, mm-hmm. they're all you know animals. But on the flip side, it was a really cool like stick out thing. Um, I mean, it's one illustration, but. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, they're operating on the budget of a movie. Um, yeah. I would, you know, people are like, well, what about, why is it always Spanx and shows? Well, A, the shows are ultimately using the footage from the Sentai. Yeah. Which, in turn, B, the reason the Sentai series don't have, like, full-on armor is because you have between, like, three and eight people, at least, wearing this every single week you know, stunts going on, etc. Plus all of the people in the monster outfits and so on and so forth. You know, the Common Rider series or some of these other series where you've only got one or two, maybe three heroes, they can afford stuff that's more in line with what we saw in the first Power Ranger movie, stuff like that. Yeah, it's more intricate costume, but you're not making five, six, seven, yeah. eight costumes. Mm-hmm. You know? And I mean, let alone the fact that some of the ser- you know, some of the Power Ranger and Sentai series, you have multiple modes or whatever. So yeah, it, you can you can spend a little more on costume budget if you're only costuming one to two people, as opposed to five to six or seven people. So, but in this case, because it's a movie, they can use more budget because they just have to do it for the one movie. Um, so yeah, I'm fine with the Power Ranger outfits. I'd like to see a little more detail. I'm kind of curious what they'll make them out of and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I have mixed feelings on the one picture I've seen of Rita. Um, Personally, I like that. Well, see, the thing is, I saw it, and my first thought was, well, that's an interesting color they chose for Scorpina's outfit. Wait, I mean, that's Rita? That was the big fair, fair enough. Like to, fair enough. because to me, like Rita is. I mean, again, this is going old school, but Rita was like she was the sorceress. She was the you know witch or wizard type, whatever you want to call it. She was the magic user. So she, yeah, she had a big poofy dress and it was kind of silly looking. She didn't go out and fight people. She blasted magic from the moon and made monsters grow. You know, made her monsters grow as we all heard a billion times when we were kids. Um, Make my monster grow. The outfit that we saw <laughs> makes it look like somebody who goes in and fights like a ninja warrior or whatever, which is okay as an outfit. But I'm I have mixed feelings on that being what Rita does. I just I don't know. But I mean I also admit that that's kind of the nostalgia in me talking more than anything. But yeah. the ranger suits again. I mean it's just it's a more armory version of a regular Power Ranger suit, which I'm fine with because it's the movie budget. I mean, we can use our imagination to say that's actually what they always have and just, you know, roll under the rug because budget. I mean, when you have multi-millions dollar budget and they can anticipate that they will probably make a decent amount of money. I mean, how many nostalgia movies have we had in the last few years that have raked money in? You know, the Mutant TMNT movie, 
which I actually still haven't seen, but um, I'm kind of leaning like I might see the one that's coming out this year, not going to lie. Um, but yeah, I mean, they'll make the budget back for that, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, yeah. They I mean, it's, I don't know really what else to say. We've got one picture. I'm okay with what I've seen so far. Uh, kind of curious if it'll just be the five and they'll stick with that, and they won't do Six Rangers. Um, At least not if, yet. If they're doing it as like a kind of an origin story movie, that would make more sense. I think that, I think that's going to be the plan. But so, we'll see. Time will tell. Um, I definitely like this. I looked at it and I was like, "It's not spandex." Yes, like that was that was literally like yeah. my first thought. Which is when fair. I, this. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, We've this, seen so much spandex over the years. Yeah. Well, again, like, uh, just because there's a legit reason for why yeah. the costume is that doesn't mean we don't want to see something that's more more Practical intricate. or... More intricate is how I would say it. I mean, you know, fair, Yeah, that, that's probably the better choice yeah, of that's, words. I mean, that's one... No, I'm not going to lie. That's one of the reasons I enjoy those Common Rider series and continue to wish that there was a way to consistently get a good, at least some version of it that wasn't, you know, skirting the edges, if you will. <laughs> Crunchyroll, somebody do that, please. Do that thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, do any of you other guys have thoughts on that in any capacity? I saw it at first. I was like, nope, I'm done. I'm out. Then I went, couldn't, I couldn't unsee it. So I went, I sat down, I looked at it. I have my issues. I feel like their boots look like they're Formula One racers. Yeah, well, <laughs> but again, but then again, it's armor, and I was like, ah, well, it's, it's, it's aesthetic one photo, whatever. and it, it looks like it's a drawing. It's not an actual physical piece, so yeah, it's something it where yeah. maybe once they actually look, start putting it on them, they'll adjust some of the stuff. We don't yeah, know. I was gonna say it does look like it's a sketch or something of that yeah. nature that they put it together. I mean, so. maybe they'll take the lessons from the first movie when uh, Jason David Frank kept busting open the seams on his armor pants <laughs> with kicks and stuff. Or him and his stuntman. I, I saw something where they, maybe it was multiple people. Their suits would rip like on the inner thigh just because when they would be doing the high kicks or whatever, it would stretch the material and it would bust it off. You know, because I think some of it was like glued on to an underlayer or something. So that was kind of an issue <laughs> at certain points. So maybe they'll have better materials this time at least. <laughs> yep. Anything else? I don't have anything to add for that. So anything else in general? You look like you want to say something. No, I was just I was just laughing at Kayla's comment about them looking like Formula One uh, racer boots because I was just saying it can't be any worse than RPM. Man, those boots. Man, <laughs> <laughs> and I know Ace isn't here, but him in his overdrive. Man, oh, never mind. I'm, I'm just. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but see, one of these series is is redeemed by an actually good story and premise. Yeah. And yeah. It's well, not well, the well, one well, whose name starts with an O. We'll leave to your imagination who that was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I honestly don't have anything else. That was just kind of my thing for the week. Top five, top five, top five. Top five. We got to get that Drake saying that top five, top five, top five. That's got to be our new intro to top five segment. Think so? Yeah. We'll work out the details later. Cool. (laughs) With technology. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go ahead and get into our top five. I'll, I'll lead it off since I was the one who threw it out. It's a little, it's a little more of an awkward... I, I couldn't figure out how to sum this up. Um, I know there's like a TV trope that's along the lines. Basically, it's top five favorite 
impractical or ridiculous things that still work. So, like, in other words, within the story or whatever, still work, and that you think are really cool, awesome, etc. So it's stuff that if you're like being purely rational or whatever, it's like, well, that's inefficient. That's not practical. Da da da. But it still works in the story, and you like it, and you think it's awesome. Um, so mine are, and these are in no particular order, like I usually do. Um, first one is like melee weapons in like a modern or future age. So that's this is not like some awesome commando dude who has like fifty guns and then a boot knife and ends up killing five guys with a boot knife. Um, I mean, that's cool and all, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody who uses that as, like, their primary or their only thing. And I'm calling out melee weapons because we kind of, I think we kind of touched on this a little bit, you know, and we can see it with, like, Green Arrow and Hawkeye a little bit. You can sort of justify, especially in, like, a modern or near future, using a bow, especially in situations where you're going to be in short or mid-range combat, because you can put things on the end of the arrow... You know, I mean, obviously you're kind of stretching things no matter what, but you could put explosives or glue or grappling line, you know, all sorts of different things on the end of the arrow. And then you can, uh, you know, I mean, it's much quieter than a gun. You know, if you're good with it, you get a, you get a pretty good rate of fire, etc. So there's sort of a practicality there, but if you're running around with a sword, nothing but a sword, I mean, everybody else has assault rifles, you have a sword. Practically speaking, you're like, Swiss cheese. But in Awesome Land, again, this is to me, Awesome Land, the dude with the sword can, like, chop the bullets out of the air or just dodge them and take the guys out, whatever. Um, I would say that, like, Jedi and their lightsabers are kind of like an... almost like an edge case because lightsabers themselves are sort of magic because it's... they cut through basically anything and they block energy weapons, da-da-da... Plus, Jedi are space wizards and use space magic to not die while using their magical space swords. So, I mean, it, it kind of fits the space fantasy genre anyway, but, I mean, they would it certainly would count. I, I enjoy light, lightsaber battles and Jedi and stuff, but I feel like those are a little more of an edge case than, like, just a dude running around with a sword or whatnot. A more appropriate, if you will, example, you know, like, a better example of this would be uh, I've touched on this franchise before, Warhammer 40,000. There's various, you know, in the tabletop game or in the lore or whatever, a lot of times there's folks who will run around. Maybe they have a pistol, but then they have a giant hammer or a giant sword or a giant axe or whatever, and you're like, well, why don't you have a bigger gun? It's like, and their answer is sword to the face. <laughs> so, I don't know. I kind of like that. Um, I don't want every character to be like that, but if there's some characters mixed in there who are running around with swords and everybody else has, like, laser assault rifles. I find it kind of fun. Um, another one is flying ships. And I need to specify that this is not like a classic spaceship design. This is a ship, like a, a, a large boat that would normally go upon the ocean that is instead flying through the air and or space. Um, so as Caleb put it, you know, a lot of Final Fantasy games, um, really a lot of fantasy in general. There's there's subgenres of fantasy where you have flying sailboats that achieve flight through magic of some sort or another. Uh, the Helicarrier, tie in the Marvel there, the Helicarrier from S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, totally fits that. I, I totally dig the Helicarrier. 
I honestly kind of almost like the first one a little bit more than the redesigns, just because I don't like the big glass belly on the new ones and then like the rows of like the 50 cals or whatever they are, all the smart guns that they've got. Like, I kind of like how they've got more weaponry on the deck, but yeah, so the Helicarrier is an example. Um, yeah, Helicarrier is the one that stands out to me. Oh, and then the other one, like an old anime that's been remade a few times, a uh, Space Battleship Yamato. I may have said that wrong, but Space Battleship Yamato. They did a live action one of that and a bunch of animes, anime movies, etc. It's a, again, it's a ship that would normally go in the water, but it's in space. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but it works. Um, the next one is even more widespread. Uh, it's a giant mecha. So this is distinct from like maybe a robot, which is to say an independent like mechanical entity, if you will, that's maybe larger. This is something that a person drives or wears that's large. And in my mind, giant mecha means not like the Hulkbuster, although Hulkbuster is awesome. I'm talking at minimum the stuff from Titanfall, if not bigger. Or Gundam-esque. Gundam, well, Gundams are a good example. Yeah. Gundam series, something I love. Uh, U.S. franchise would be Battletech, Mech Warrior. Um, there's other series out there. Um, I generally like the ones that aren't like the kludgy. It's a tank that they slap legs on. But, I mean, those can be cool, too. Um, I know, like, Metal Gear's had some at various times. It's what the series is named after, actually. You know, Metal Gears are generally the giant robots in the games. Um, and, I mean, there's all sorts of people like, well, this is why a giant robot would be a terrible way to fight. And this is why mecha are inefficient. Why, why aren't you using that? I don't care. Shut up. Mecha are awesome. Shut up. Let me enjoy this. I'm not making you enjoy it. I'm enjoying it. Shut up. <laughs> Maybe not that mean, but, I mean, that's kind of my... My overall thought is just after a certain point, it's like, okay, I don't care. So I don't care that it's inefficient. That's, I like it. So this isn't me trying to actually make our military adopt it. This is me playing a video game or reading a book. So um, next one is overly stylized decorations on armor or ships or whatever. So this isn't like, uh, I wouldn't count like Iron Man or Captain America as having this. Uh, some iterations of Batman have maybe kind of gotten into this. Mm. Um, so like, well, one of the things I would think of, I mean, it's a little more subtle than some of the other examples I have in mind, but I like some of the Batmans where he's had like the weird curvy, almost spike things on the shoulders and his cape like drags on the ground and has the really long scallops. And sometimes the scallops have scallops and stuff Something like that. Like what, he, I mean, war too. Yeah. Well, or, of... I mean, and I've seen just iterations of Batman himself, like Bruce, okay. where he's wearing like kind of the spandexy suit or the Kevlar, whatever you want to call it, but it has that kind of stuff. And I know it's kind of to evoke the, oh, he's vaguely vampire, you know, he's kind of like a vampire, you know, he's a man bat, blah, blah, blah. But it always, that always kind of came off a little silly to me, but uh, again, the Warhammer 40,000, you know, like, uh, WoW would actually be another example. Um, or, uh, so Warcraft, anything Warcraft, um, not as much StarCraft, uh, Diablo, stuff like that where there's just like, you know, if people are wearing like plate armor, the plate armor has like layers of metal decorations sticking up, you know, maybe oversized shoulder pads, you know. It's ridiculous, yeah, but it's kind of awesome looking if it's done right. Um, fantasy art in general, like 
you know, high fantasy art, a lot of times will have crazy armor, like uh, the Lich King. Um, it's honestly, Sauron from the live-action Lord of the Rings movie yeah. had kind of just super stylized armor. I mean, all the spikes and bladey bits and stuff. It was ridiculous, but it was at least kind of cool-looking. Um, you know, Warhammer, you know, ground troops, you know, big shoulder pads. Their spaceships look like flying cathedral buildings, at least for the Imperium of Man. You know, some of the other races, it looks different, but they're like flying cathedral buildings. They have, like, angel statues and everything on the outside. You know, I just... It's ridiculous. It's not efficient. I don't really care. I like how it looks. Yeah. Um, and then my last one is transforming weapons. So what I mean by this is like the gunblade from Final Fantasy thirteen, where it switched Slaws. between. No, Final Fantasy thirteen. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So like, I was thinking. So uh, I, what, I heard Gunsword. Yeah, I'm not no. Uh, what, <laughs> I'm sorry. What's her name? What's her name? Lightning. 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 Lightning's weapon. So the one that switches between a gun or a sword. It is not a sword gun. It is a sword or a gun, but they are in one handheld unit. <laughs> to get super To be fair, technical. the sword gun is also kind of ridiculous. And well, yeah, but it's, it's not a transforming weapon. Yeah. So um, another one would be most anything from the Ruby series, RWBY, to be like super specific. Um, you know, like the scythe that turns into a sniper rifle... The hammer that turns into a grenade launcher, etc., etc., etc. All the stuff that turns into other things. Um, one of the common writers had another one that was a gun that turned into a sword. Um, really, almost any of these would not work without magic. You know, wave your hands in the air, magic, magic, or like really advanced technology. I don't really care. Again, I just think they're cool. But it is, again, it is specifically the stuff where it switches between the two, not it's some weird Fusion. hybrid, yeah. Like, I, specifically calling out Squalls, I just don't like that one because it doesn't actually shoot bullets out. It just vibrates the blade or something, and I, I, don't, I don't know. It just... If, you know, I remember seeing the initial, like, trailer or whatever where they're fighting with it. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool, and then I read about what it actually does. I'm like, that's not that cool. It doesn't shoot anything. And then I remember seeing the trailer for Final Fantasy 13. I'm like, that's what I wanted. One of those. <laughs> but so yeah, that's my top five. Uh, sorry that it's kind of a complicated way to say it, but I wasn't sure how else to mm, phrase it. Um, I've got a, I think, my list, I guess, is for the most part. If, you, if there's a little crossover in one or two places with mine, that's okay. Um, yeah, one of them, when I saw on the list, was giant mechas. I, I like mechas. I, I, I enjoy a lot of the Gundam, you know, series. Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of what got me on mecha. And then uh, there was Full Metal Panic. Mm, that I've one heard was, good things about that one. Oh, oh. Yes, and then there was uh, their little in-between season, uh, Full Metal Panic, uh, Fumsiku, or whatever yeah. they call it. Oh, yeah. God, and, and, it was and they awesome. Gave, and they gave the mascot, like, fully equipped armor, and they use it as, like, pretty <laughs> much a protective costume for the police force. It's, I think it was lethal. It was very lethal. It was, it was, it was funny, and it was fun, but... Uh, those two series really got me enjoying mecha. So, like, I'm obviously I'm not gonna like every mecha that exists, but I'm going to give it a fair shake. 
because right. of you know what the Gundam series has done and what Full Metal Panic gave me. I was yeah. like, I'm giving Mechas a full... And then Gurren Lagann. Oh, that also is in yeah. there, too. Those three series or shows, it was just... They kind of cover the, the they kind of cover the whole range of realism to not realism of them too. Very that is very because full metal true. panic as I recall they're what like maybe twenty feet tall if that yeah happened. and it was very military tactical based kind of semi realistic mechanics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were coming from a realistic perspective, and then you go on the other side of the spectrum where you've got Gurren Lagann, where you have Galactus Spiral, and you're standing on two galaxies. Each feet foot is standing on a galaxy, and you're just like, all right, this is just abs- this is just absurd. Yeah, the, you, you control the mecha by pure force, force of manly awesomeness. Yeah. And sheer will. And, that's and you what don't made care it about realism. Realism <laughs> is for wimps. Um, I and then uh, another one uh, that I enjoy or that I think are, I love exosuits. I enjoy exosuits. Mm-hmm. Um, so playing like playing Fallout, I have an exosuit, mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course you know Batman wears exosuits. Iron Man becomes interesting because he has all the different exosuits. Right. You know that that kind of thing. Um, I guess in a way, it's it's similar to. In its own way, similar to Max, but it's not, you know, kind yeah. of thing. So, um, let me put it in its own in its own category. Um, there, uh, transforming weapons. I will mm-hmm. agree with you on that one. There's one particular one I just finished the show called uh, Flame of Rekka, and uh, basically you've got this ancient ancestor of this kid who was sent in time, and that's yada yada. But he is a descendant, or he is related to the Hokage clan. It's They are the ninjas of ninjas. Mm-hmm. They are the best that out there. But they also have these um, more or less special items that help them like, enhance whatever. They, they're called Mudogus. And so they have different... Each Mudogu has different abilities. One Mudogu might have the, the power of wind. Another has the a simple ability of turning hair strands into needles or whatever. You can maybe pull a hair strand and it makes it like a needle. And you can you can launch it. You can throw it at You're always armed. You're all... Yeah, exactly. You're always armed. Or you have one where if you swallow it, it makes your body as strong as steel. Um... Just different different things, but there was one particular Midogu that had the ability to transform into... F- well, they said six different configurations on the anime, but he nev- they never really got around to explaining what the sixth one is, but there are five that he transforms into. Hmm. Uh, one is like a, a, sh- a shackle and scythe or whatever... Um, it one and then also another one turns into a giant pair of scissors. Hmm. He turns it. He's able to turn it into a bow and air like bow, and he uses energy for arrows, hmm. kind of thing. So, and I thought it was really really cool that and the, the reason that he this particular character had it, he had very his dexterity and the ability to manipulate things very very quickly was just at a phenomenal rate than mm. everybody else. So he was a... And also he was kind of a bit of a child prodigy in that sense. So he was able to master the weapon in a way other people quite aren't quite able to do. So that kind of was like, 
oh, that is really, really cool. It, it's five different things, and we don't know what the sixth one is, but still, there are five different weapons you could use this thing for. And, and, and in a few of the battles that he had, he showed off how that worked. And so, um, mm, if it was real, these Madogu things, they, they were cool. There were a lot of them. There were a lot of them. If that could be a category of its own. Um, that, and if, if it did exist, I would, I, I would say that is, that's very, very cool to have all these little orbs or little items that have these crystals right. that have different powers Power, or yeah. different things that they can do. Um, and there were many, and that was the thing, like throughout the show, there's a lot of them and every and different people were able to own different ones, but they all were, some of them were so vastly different from each other. And it was kind of cool to say that there were so many, but yet they were so different. Right. Um, one, one was a sword that the blade was water. Hmm. So you touch it into the water and whatever, you, you pulled it out and you had your sword then all of a sudden. Hmm. But it, all it was was just a little hilt. Right. He just carried a little hilt with him and then he just goes to the water. But then he had the ability to also make it freeze... Uh, so, like, if he's stuck in the ground, the he can, like, use absolute zero effect on it. And it, oh, like, wow. will, like, freeze the, like, the whole stage or whatever he touches or icicles could shoot from it kind of thing. Um, and then, like I said, you know, one hit turning hamstrings, yada, yada. And so they're just so different. They're hmm. so very, very different. But it just, it was, it was cool. Um, I guess we'll make Madogu's in one section. Even done, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's because I mean, it's one of those things. Like, oh, that's so cool, but it's like, what if you get the turns things green one or whatever? Yeah, no, there were all it, kinds it, of stuff. It seems like one of those things where it's like you basically have to be a super ninja of ninja clans to actually use most of these correctly. To yeah, to use them to their maximum potential. Um, but I mean, the story the story for that was really good. And the voice acting, both on dubbed and sub, were really rough to get through, but the st- story how it was made it better but i would say read it (laughs) (laughs) i would i would say go as far as just read it right but i powered through all 43 episodes yeah (laughs) again the story the story kind of was a bit of a but the part that no, I'm not going to say the spoiler. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so moving on. So that's three. Um, let's see. There's so many just different kinds of things out there. It's kind of hard to... Um, you know what? I wish the Green Lantern rings were real. Who? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't. As scary as that might be, you know, getting in the wrong hands, like I think that at the same time would be really, really cool. Um, you know, you you're as powerful as your your mind it, is. Yeah, it seems kind of. But I mean, it's one of those things. That I think again, you could fit into like, I mean, because on the one hand, it's a ring, so you can lose it. It can fall off. I mean. Oh, it goes back to you, blah, blah, blah. But you can, you can lose the ring. It can be taken off your hand. 
<coughs> Batman. Um, and the whole, oh, it creates what you imagine. I mean, that could, that could backfire. That's so, very, yeah, very I mean, true. it's like, I mean, again, it's like, well, it's willpower and stuff. But, yeah, it's one of those, it works, it works correctly almost instantly for everybody because they say it does, not because the concept is necessarily, oh, this will totally work all right for anybody who we say has enough willpower to use it. Fair enough. I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to connect it to the whole idea of, you know, maybe it's impractical in some ways. It, it's, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it doesn't it's, exist, but, like, even beyond that. But it would be cool. Yeah. Be oh, very, yeah. Very, very, very cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not sure on this fifth one. I think that's the one that's kind of eluding me right now. Well, oh, well okay, so you did mecha, exosuits, uh, transforming weapons. Did you say the Mado- Madogu? Yeah. Madogu, yeah. And the then Madogu crystals. That was four, and then... Oh! I guess I hit my five. So, yeah. Oh, I guess I hit my five. There's your five. There's my five. <laughs> well, unless you have five. I mean, I have... and w- Yeah, I have I have five. Just listen okay. to you guys here. Just kind of jump right into this. So, we're talking about five impractical things that we... Or ridiculous. Cool. Yeah, like, impractical... Like, it, there's a TV trope, like, awesome but impractical, you know, kind of thing. So. All right. Cool. So... Some of these aren't necessarily things. Some of these are kind of just like uh, sequences or actions, if you will. Kind of like fighting things. styles or whatever. Not quite. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. So the first thing I was talking about, uh, in terms of super impractical, but it was I just it was, I thought it was the coolest thing when I saw it. It actually comes from Pokemon. Okay. When Ash got serious. He flipped that hat back. <laughs> <laughs> he, threw that, he threw that Pokeball, and he caught that Pokemon. <laughs> Super impractical. You got had very no, no it's very added, ridiculous. It doesn't change anything. No added value, but it looked awesome while he was doing it. <laughs> It was because his facial expression, because he looked serious. Oh, wait, wait, but you remember it was the, after he flipped the hat, it was that eye transfer, the camera. Yeah. (laughs) He got each eye. (laughs) Um, yeah. He's like, can you see my cornea? Yeah. (laughs) Just to let you know, I'm out here. Yeah. (laughs) So that, that was like, that was like, for glaucoma. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that was like the first impractical thing. I thought it was the coolest thing. And, like, I didn't know it was impractical. I was like, dude, they should have that option in the Pokemon game. It's like, it's like, <laughs> your hat. It's like when you're about to throw Pokeballs, like, how badly do you want to catch this? Do you want to keep your hat front ways or do you want to throw it back? <laughs> <laughs> Someone make that, please. Oh my gosh. I would buy that game in a heartbeat if they added that option. It's just a small When you're serious thing. about passing this test, <laughs> flip your hat back. <laughs> Oh, the perfect is. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that. Okay. So, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I don't know why I just made this correlation now. So, all semester, for those of you that know, I'm a college student, so that happens, right? That's life. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Two facts. My, my accounting professor uh, has this thing. She's where, you know, they have those guidelines making sure no one's cheating. She's like, if you have a hat, you have to turn it to the back <laughs> and so next you know you just see all these people like flip their hat backwards and I don't know why I'm making this correlation now I was like they're getting serious <laughs> <laughs> they're about to ace this exam anyways that that may or may not be true anyways that that was my first one that I thought of um 
the second one kind of going along with uh, Goddard's uh, mecha theme or exos kind of thing um, impractical but kind of like the idea the fact that they give them to teenage students yeah. <laughs> Why? that's like yeah that's not just like Power Rangers either is it that's yeah. like half the Gundam series yeah that's it's, it's that is scarily often <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, where do I sign up that someone gives me a military-grade exosuit that I can just use for sport yeah. and just, like, fight somebody? Oh, man. First of all, I have a list of people I fight if that thing came out, but I'm not going to get into that because that's not the top five we're talking about. <laughs> but are you a teenager with attitude is the question. <laughs> I exude Over-emotional. How did Zordon say it? I don't remember. I just remember teenagers with attitude. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. That, yeah, if, man. I got the tude, man. I got the tude. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that'd, that'd be uh, number two. Number three, kind of sticking along with the uh, theme we got going, that I got going on here. Um, and a lot of like, sports anime there's always that moment it's like yeah this is yeah i can see this happening and then all of a sudden there's like one guy who gets the ball or like for whatever reason like what was it i was what i was reading night in the area and there's like the ace like every school has an ace and so every, every japanese sport they talk about having an ace yeah and it's like everyone I don't know. And it's always the ace that, like, he's like, oh, man, they just went down three goals. All of a sudden, this guy subs on. And then he takes the ball from one end, takes the other, passes to the guy, they score. So they scored, like, two goals in a matter of 30 seconds, if we're talking, like, time frame. First of all, the timing's off. I get it's animation, and it's not real, but that still bothers me when I read it. Anyways, it's cool because they have that, like, uh, first-person perspective, and it's like he's in the zone all of a sudden. Next thing you know. It feels like not that far, but they make him run the whole field. Not saying that's impossible. Maybe it works be, by him draining all of the athletic ability and competence of everybody on the opposing team, and that's <laughs> yes. why they're all like, what just happened? What just happened? He just scored a goal. Anyways, I'm not saying that's impossible. My boy Leo Messi can do it. The other guy, Ronaldo, can do it. But besides that, you know. Anyways, I like that aspect. It's not really improbable or impractical, but it's just funny how they do it. Number four. I'm, I'm surprised this wasn't on anyone's list unless I wasn't paying attention and someone said it yet, or if it's on a future list. Let's talk about the Dragon Balls. Guys. First of all, like I get it within this context. It's But really, if we're being honest, it has been the cause of so much trouble. Granted, like, Goku's been attracting people, but it's because of the stupid Dragon Balls. Like, it's always like, hey, why don't we go to Earth? He's like, there's this guy, Goku, who's been fighting to protect these Dragon Balls, pretty much. Like, every other villain, if they're fighting for against Goku, or they hear about Goku, they're all like, I hear they got these Dragon Balls, though. So, why not just have, you know, whoever Kami is, give the wishes directly, in other words? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they would do it. I'm just saying, in some cases, it's super impractical because they use it to bring people like Yamcha back to life. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes we just don't need that. We don't need that. Or, I mean... I mean, there was Chasu. 
I don't know what a I Yamcha mean, is. At least when Chatsu died, it sounds disappointing. Sac- I'm just saying, at least when Chatsu died, he sacrificed himself willingly, and that's a, an ability of his. Yamcha, no, he just died. <laughs> like with no added effect, he didn't take anybody out. He just died. He so, got Yamcha'd. Yeah, he got Yamcha'd. So Otto Krillin's the strongest human out here. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna go on Krillin for a minute, but Krillin gets stronger. I mean, he, he's actually yeah. he's actually the strongest human. Actually, in in part of the series, uh, during the Cell Saga, didn't he take on three Cell Juniors while while uh, Piccolo and 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 uh, Gohan were struggling with one? Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Krillin out here. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Krillin's a smaller target area. Fair enough. <laughs> And in and, and a side note, this isn't in my top five, but also uh, the whole Capsule Corp uh, ideal. Everything fits in a capsule. Yes! That would be awesome. That, that, that's just a side note. But the Dragon Balls has it All you have to do is press the button. This couldn't go wrong in any capacity. <laughs> Let's miniature. They literally took the concept of Ant-Man and they put it in a Dragon Ball Z. Everything. What happened if someone's still inside a house or something and they shrink? <laughs> That question is never answered. Probably for the best. Maybe there's a safety mechanism in there that it won't shrink. Kind of like the kind of like the whole thing. Like, what happens if someone actually? Well, I mean, they've done it. What if someone can actually trigger getting trapped inside a pokeball, like a human being? Like, I know people have gotten hit with them, but like, is it possible someone to trap someone in a pokeball? I would assume the same thing would happen to a human that happens to a Pokemon. I mean, because I you get Pokemon. All the Pokemon are bigger than Pokeballs, right? I mean, they're yeah, at least. I mean, in the majority. in the in the anime, you know, that I mean, you can fit a freaking Gyarados inside one of those, yeah, and that thing's the size of a Coast Guard boat or something. Hold on, this is this has nothing to do with anything. But I know Silco made the Master Ball, but did they make all the Pokeballs, or who made the Pokeballs? That's who, a good question. Who who engineered them that this beam's gonna come out and shrink down these Pokemon and trap them inside a ball? Apart from that, I got one other qualm too. Does anybody remember in the first season, Ash sees a, a Dragonite. That that Dragonite, the silhouette, is as tall as a lighthouse, a lighthouse house tower. Then he comes out. The thing is six foot tall. Perception. Yeah. Maybe. Mirages. That, that's this all I have to into say. the top five qualms. <laughs> Swamp gas. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Anyways. I'm just saying, Pokeballs, that's not on my top five either. I was, I was, I was just throwing that out there. Hey, nugget of information. Happens. <laughs> anyway, so, number five. Number five. So, let's see. I said, had to be Ash. I had. was number one. Number two was teenage, teenagers and their exosuits. Their unnecessary power. <laughs> right. Giving teenagers the TV access. TV makes seeing the teenager so cool. So overrated. I know, right? So overrated. Same thing movies make college look amazing. Nope, not really. That is, that they is... don't take nearly enough tests in those movies. Mm-hmm. Not nearly enough. Man, Man we're going to college. We're going to party. Like, uh, neighbors 2. Na- actually, Neighbors 1 Neighbors 2. That was, they're dealing with college students. What are they doing every, every second of the movie just about? Partying. What is? How's that college? Show us our show us their GPA, then we know it's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, and then number three was the whole sports thing where it's like they get one guy and he takes on the entire team. And he has the all ace. the power. The ace. Yeah. 
The ace. And you have to have the ace number to be called the ace. In basketball, actually, no. In basketball, there's not a particular number, but the number four is the captain. Every time, the number four, would usually with basketball animes, number yeah, yeah. four is the captain. Why? Don't know. Baseball animes, a lot of the time, the ace is number one. In soccer, a lot of time, the ace is number ten. There you I, go. I don't pay that much attention. Oh, um, after you've seen a lot of sports animes, you you catch them. Gotta catch them all. Pay attention. Hey, it went full circle. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yep. So I'm talking about. All right, and then yeah, number four was the Dragon Balls with the sub capsule coin with the sub Pokemon. How yeah. That transition, we're still not sure. Anyways, so number five, and I mean, this is a lot of good stuff, but I, I'm still struggling to find out like what number five really is because I know there's been a lot of good ones that have been said already and some that they may have already not been said but if we're being completely honest I'm gonna be the bad guy and say my thoughts are the Power Rangers are a bit impractical fair enough makes sense so, is this still connected to the teen thing, or like what part feels like it's awesome but it's a little impractical, like the splitting the power up? I, I I'm kind of curious, like what it is in particular that sticks out. In particular, okay, so yet there's a lot of variations of it, but it well, yes, one most of them are teenagers, but at the same time, you kind of get the rationale. It's like, oh, they're like in their prime or whatever physically, and then. A lot of a lot of them, or some of them, like, and they're not the main ones, but they're kind of just like, oh, these are teenagers. Oh, they all of a sudden know how to like fight or something. They especially in Dino Thunder, I think it was like. So Connor, the Red Ranger, was a soccer player. Uh, the Blue Ranger, Evan was his name. Yeah, I think it was Evan. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he he was the nerd. And then there was uh, Kira, who was a musician. Not once did it tell, say anything about all of them knowing how to fight. All of, <laughs> all of a sudden, they get their morphers, they meet Tommy, and then they can fight. I don't know if it's like embedded in the Power Rangers DNA. Like As soon as they get it, it's like downloaded into their brains. Like, oh yeah, you can fight. Or, well, actually, they did kind of, sort of touch on that because all of a sudden Kira does something and she's like well no I didn't no this was before she used her power she's like I didn't know I could do this yeah <laughs> no but the thing is, is like the power of their dino dinosaurs were kind of infused into them and so it gives them like heightened abilities but that heightened doesn't explain skill. fighting skill but yeah, yeah it doesn't explain fair. their gaining their fighting skill yeah I think it kind of explained them having that ability in like the original yeah zordon said something vaguely about it but you know you could say that after in space you can make a cutoff point of okay we don't have zordon working his magic voodoo in the background so how does the the thing thing is, a lot of them were all like yeah. you had uh you had uh tommy and you had jason who well, did okay, yeah. martial arts and he was also showing the other guys how to do it. The so. only one that made sense was Ninja Storm because they were yes. training their whole lives and, to be and, Power Rangers. And, and Jungle Fury. 
Yeah. I, I would say Lightspeed Rescue because they're that, all yeah. they, trained. Yeah, that was the only one. That was the they, academy for being a Power Ranger, yeah. And, well, yeah, Lightspeed Rescue. Well, SPD, uh, Time Force, and then Lightspeed Rescue because in all three of those cases, they're part of a larger organization. So Lightspeed Rescue, they're not all part of like the cop, oh, wait, the time Samurai. cops. Remember Samurai? Um, they also already knew how to. They, they but were, they were. We're not going to talk about. They're all that, like there is a particular aspect rescue that, that professionals, off, and then they joined the Lightspeed organization, which presumably gave them training for how to fight. So, but yeah, so, I would say with Daniel Thunder, just blame it on Tommy. He like exudes. Mar- he has so much normal pheromones. It's martial arts knowledge. Martial arts knowledge. So yeah, that that would be. My top five. Okay. Brian? All right. Mine, for the most part, I think everyone's touched on at least one. Except one of them, I think. Uh, One of them was melee or retro ranged weapons versus guns or futuristic equivalents of guns. So as you already talked about, like, it's impractical. Like, realistically, you'd get killed really fast. Like, you'd have to be doing stealth to where they didn't see you at all and yeah. you killed them without them knowing you were there kind of thing. That's the only way that would work. Uh, or, if you have a bow and arrow and you're good with it, that's, you know, it could work close to mid-range, but you can't, like, snipe someone from a hundred, a thousand yards away with a bow and arrow. You have to use a gun for that. And a, a sniper rifle for that. You can't use, like, a handgun. Uh, my second one was... They're not the same thing, but kind of similar category giant or transforming weapons so kind of just like you see characters with like a giant sword that's bigger than they are oh so like the buster sword stuff like, like the that. buster yeah. sword or yeah a sephiroth sword it's like you don't need a weapon that big and realistically that would not work like sephiroth sword in a narrow hallway you can't yeah you can't I've, swing I've it. seen i've seen videos of people like make those giant swords which in and of itself is an impractical endeavor, and then when they actually work, try to swing it around, it's really hard. It's like you you would be you'd be dead trying to use this realistically. It looks awesome, which is why it's on the list. But they wouldn't work in real life. Like no human can lift a sword that weighs as much as they do and swing it around as fast as Cloud can swing his right. Buster Sword. That just doesn't work. And then transforming weapons. I had a. Uh, the big example that I thought of is Ruby because everybody's weapon can transform pretty much. It's awesome. It is. But it's definitely not practical. Like, no. Uh, the third one I had was also giant robots or mechas. So Gundam is the big one that came to my mind. Particularly Gundam Wings. That's the first one oh, I watched. Uh, nostalgia. I'm, sorry, yeah. I'm just going to interject here. What was the one where they had... The smallish versions, like they they were uh, SD Gundam, SD Gundam, Gundam, uh, Gundam well, okay. Four Special. Defense. Are you talking about the ones where they had the deformed version of they the were Gundam that were their their own sentient? Yeah, or, yeah, that's SD because they had another one just a couple of years ago. It was like Gundam Build Fighters, and it was basically a world where everybody could build model kits of Gundams and then fight them in like VR battles. Which I thought was actually kind of an interesting twist and huh. let them play with designs a little bit. And in, and it kind of took away the, oh, the Gundam that's a hero just killed those hundreds of soldiers. So nobody, nobody's dying because it's just a big VR battle. You're just, you're, you're plugging, they like plug their little plastic miniatures into these units and then 
VR battle. <laughs> but it's I think it was called Gundam Build Fighters. So I'm just saying, by far, SD Gundam was my favorite. You know who my favorite character was? Baku Netsumaru. Baku Netsumaru. Which one was that? Was that the, like, the SD. He was a little uh, fire sword wielding guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. He yeah. had a fun name to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you uh, you done? Like, yeah, that was three. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> like wait, whoa, wait! Hey, there was a long pause there for a moment. I was like, wait, okay, what? You're done? That was that was fast. I missed some. <laughs> kind of got interrupted there, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, just had, I just had to make sure. <laughs> uh, my number four is like, I guess flashy attacks or fighting styles, like where they unnecessarily add motions or name uh. the attack or something. It doesn't add anything to it. And it can be unrealistic, like dynamic entry. It, <laughs> pretty much any any anime I like to watch, like Dragon Ball Z, Fairy Tail, Bleach, they name their attacks or they're flashier than they need to be. Like like they'll have an attack that looks like it should just like level a city block, and it just hurts hurts their opponent a little bit. Like they're maybe scratched up. Like it's really flashy, but it's not necessarily practical. Uh, but it's funny to watch, especially characters like Might Guy and Rock Lee, who... They're, they're just fun to watch. Springtime of youth! <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> who said you could do that? I do not know, but... Uh, and my last one is, like... I didn't think too specifically, but, like, armor and costumes where they have... I guess, like, your point on, like, giant armor pieces or things that look cool but it's like you couldn't move in that like it you really couldn't move in that if so you world that. of warcraft like world of warcraft or like in fairy tale most of urza's armor it looks cool it gets destroyed half the time really fast but it looks cool <laughs> i don't know who, who who is who is her blacksmith who makes it? <laughs> i don't know but they're rich say <laughs> they are set they are set so that was my five Man, mine's gonna be the shortest. Um, so my first one is from Gun Sword or Gun X Sword. I don't know how people say it, but a sword is a cloth that's all sword and a gun. I don't know why, but he uses it as a grappling hook sometimes. And there was one scene where a criminal was there and like got a sword out, and it was like. Dude, I have a gun. And then he like does this thing and like grabs the gun and like whips it in the air and then shoots the guy. I'm like. You have a sash? <laughs> your weapon Sash foo. Your your weapon is a sash? I'm so confused. Um, but that's a pretty good series. I started watching it and never got too far into it because I think they took it off Netflix, but we have Funimation, so we're set for life. Um and Crunchyroll when Funimation doesn't have it. Yeah. Um so moving on to that. Um I can never remember his name. The guy, the preacher guy from Trigon. Nicholas D. Wolfwood. Yes. Why? Why? Yeah. Why are you carrying so many guns in that gigantic cross? Because he can. Be, be, simply because he can. He could put him in a briefcase. Well, he no, no. That, remember, that's not all that the thing does. Yeah. Yeah. I. That thing. <laughs> it's a gun itself. It's a gun. And a rocket launcher. <laughs> it holds guns. It's also a gun and a rocket launcher. Why? Because, because, because we can. The more you know. Um, I, 
You know what? Yes, I'll go this way. Tony Stocks, um, well, this is more from the video game than the movie, because in the movie, it doesn't look as ridiculous as it does as Marvel vs. Capcom 3. But when he uses his beam cannon, the it is proton cannon. It is literally the entire screen. You can triple jump and nothing will happen. You will get destroyed. Why? Because because he's Tony Stark. At that point, if you use that attack, you should just go to sleep. Your, your power suit should shut down and you stay there. But no, no, it's his ultimate attack. And then you can combo into it. How? How is that a thing that's supposed to be allowed? That is most unnecessary. Yo, I'm telling you. If you use that attack, everybody goes to sleep. The whole planet's done. You just you you officially used up the enough power to power the universe for a thousand years in one attack. So stop it. That attack always aggravates me every time I see it in the game. Um, and then I'm just gonna say it in general. The entire One Punch Man anime, everything it, like similar to mine, everything is so exaggerated and unnecessary. And like, my favorite episode is uh, the second episode where there's this rampaging beetles like, I'm going to destroy the universe, yada, yada, and I'm, I'm going to go on a rampage for a week. And then One Punch Man realizes, oh, wait, it's Saturday? What time is it? I'm going to miss the sales. Slaps. This guy is like destroying walls, and yada, yada. Slaps the bug. Done. All right, we can go now. What? Bro, how? <laughs> And then, like, they fight Boros, destroyer of the universe, swallower of lives, yada, yada, yada. This guy's going all in, and you're like, consecutive normal, normal punches. Inviscerates the human being. And I'm like, why? Not quite yet. Not till that one serious. He's like, one serious punch. Beak. <laughs> Dead. Get it. So, that's pretty hilarious. And this is, I'm really, really liking this series. My Hero Academia. Is re- yes, really, I was th- thinking that. I'm I was like, really, that's going to really, be my honorable really, mention. I'm really, really liking that. Um, I'll go on this question, but honorable mention goes to Bayonetta. Why does this chick have gun shoes? Somebody want to explain this to me? And hair. Her, so, her. first of all, her gun, she has guns in her shoes, but she has two guns, and then her hair is her suit. That whole character is just a, unnecessary. She's awesome. She's amazing. But Why? Somebody got, somebody got to give me, I need, I need sway because I need some answers. I would assume it's because they know it sells. Yeah. Well, she is selling. She is, she is selling. Anyway, um, My Hero Academia, um, the, uh, the greatest hero of all time is named All Might and he's just, he's basically Superman. He's the, he's Superman of the, of the, this world. Yeah, he's Superman of this world. He's the Japanese version of Superman. Um, and he's just powerful in everything he does. He can punch, basically punch lights out. He can punch so hard, like his like he his enemy that's fighting who basically you can't make hits with because he'll essentially goo. He'll wrap you up and absorb your power. He punches the air so hard the guy basically um, the air pressure eviscerates the enemy. I'm like. Punch air and air pressure happens. Granted, one punch well, man. I was gonna say one punch man like does the same thing and creates a whole new mountainscape. So, 
Yeah, there's that. So that's yeah. Whole, that's a whole nother thing in anime. Like when did air pressure become so dense you just punch <laughs> it and create holes in the Naruto things? does the same thing. That's Naruto we don't talk about because No, with my If I talk about Naruto, we gotta we somebody needs to answer me why that's my this nine tail fox needs Susano armor. No, I need I'm, I'm, I'm restricting this to Mike Guy's fighting style. All of his ultimate moves, it's it's not he punches them really hard. It's he punches the air yep. so hard yep. that it turns into an animal shape. Yep. Yep. And then the animal shape punches the enemy. <sighs> All I want to know is when did we go on this acid-induced trip? <laughs> <laughs> Which part? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yep. So, My Hero Academia and just all the ridiculousness of All Might. It's pretty hilarious. Well, now, which is now becoming the ridiculousness of the main character. Um, really, really good story. It's all about pre- perseverance and never saying no. And, ah, it's pretty good. I'm like, I don't know if it's the next Naruto everyone's proclaiming it's going to be. Which one? My Hero Academia. That's really good. I enjoy it's, it. It has the potential. It has the potential. But we'll see. Oh, speaking of which, uh, speaking of Naruto, uh, the, the first official chapter of Baruto, the next generation, is out. And it's really good. Oh, my goodness. When it opened... Wait, are, are, wait, are we talking about this right now? Because, I mean, we... I'm just saying. It's out. Yeah. Well, I know. I've already read it. I'm just talking yeah. about for the viewers. For the no, no, we gave saying. a huge spoiler cast at the beginning. No, I'm just saying. Because maybe... So some, we can maybe, maybe, right some, maybe someone's this deep into it, and they haven't realized we're about to talk about spoilers. For Baruto specifically? No, I don't, Yeah. I don't know. Well, because we opened the, this podcast with, with a spoiler spoilers. for the entire... Because we were talking about how we were going to talk about Civil War for at least half the podcast. Well, from this point on, we're just going to give an ancillary, pre like, premature Burrito spoiler. Question is, are you guys going to read it? It's I'll, I'll probably, point, but if you I, spoil I didn't know it, it's not a big deal. So. It, like, it literally just came out. Like, it's yeah. not okay. like it's... Then if we're going to talk about it, can I be the one to say it? Uh, uh, sure. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Sure. So let's talk about the first opening like pages. First of all, we open up and we see a grown Boruto. Not like super grown, but he's about he's a like teenager. He's, he's maybe the beginning of like Naruto's age at the beginning of Shippuden. So sixteen. Um, so about sixteen or so. First of all, he has So older than in like the next or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so he has this super sick scar on his right eye. First of all. Oh, it's so dope. Gives him a little cool hero factor. Everyone's got a scar like Naruto blew off his entire right arm. <laughs> I mean, so anyway, but we don't talk he, about how he got it though. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so the crazy thing is, he's fighting this uh, shinobi uh, who whose name's escaping me at the moment. He said it like once, and so he's standing on top of like the Hokage Mountain and it's like completely decimated. All you hmm. kind, all you kind of see is like Naruto's face, kind of half there, like the bottom half of his face, and you can tell from the whiskers. And he's like, soon you're going to be uh, meet with your father. And so, like, super heavy implication that at this point, Naruto is no longer alive. He's dead. Uh, And we're just like, hound! And then uh, all of a sudden, then it goes back to... Yeah, then it jumps back to the very beginning, like, where we see as soon as Naruto... You skipped the most important part, though. Like, right before we get there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. The right scar on his eye is like, he's like so he's got, and he's got his eye closed, and he was like, I'm not ready to meet my dad yet, or something like that. Something like that. And he opens his eye, and it's the Byakugan. Oh, my God! <laughs> no pupils, guys. Look, let no me pupils. tell you, like, this kid might be, like, the most old, like, I know 
Sasuke is like basically a god. With this kid, with the powers of the Byakuyans, think about how powerful Nenji is. Not to mention he's right. an Uzumaki who has exponential chakras. Which I mean, like, and we don't know if he actually he might have the nine tail fox in him. Because we might, he might. Yeah, because right, when oh, the that dies, it, it has to have a new hoe. Yeah, yeah. And now it's, well, well, so, it, it doesn't have to, but in order to. So it and like, and since Kyobo had like a good relationship with Naruto towards the end of his, well, towards the end of the anime, um, we assume he was willing. I'm going to reach and say, I'm going to say, we're. I hope that he has a nine-tailed fox in him. And I assume like the fox willingly went to the boy. Hold on. Okay, so let let let's take this moment and kind of assess sixteen. We're saying sixteen-year-old Boruto. So he's already at this point. Uh, gained access to the Byakugan, which in itself is sweet. Anyway, <laughs> not only that, he used to be on the show more. He he was trained by Sasuke, who, yes. as Caleb said, he's pretty basically much, a god. He's basically a god in this in this world or universe. And then he's already learned the Rasengan, like the his family's trade ninjutsu. And so he's probably already mastered that, like, a ton since he learned it at what? Probably has his own variants. Exactly. First of all, I'm, I'm still trying to speculate what his, like, uh, chakra nature is going to be. So that's exciting to think about. I think it's going to be wind lightning. Ooh. I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. Because it's not always in, in tune with, like, what your family is or who yeah. you're associated yeah, with. Yeah, but, but remember, I, I the, the, the Rasengan itself is incomplete. Yeah, yeah I get that. Jutsu. What I'm saying is being trained by Sasuke... Um, but lightning. He was, he was but, a fire first. Fire. I get it, but like Sasuke's yeah. most powerful trait was his lightning. Yeah, you could. I think. I mean, because like the fire burning. came natural to Sasuke, because yeah. it's just an Uchiha thing. He like he woke up at three years old and was spitting fire. He, he was. He was literally. Spitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spitting so like the fire was like a natural thing to Sasuke. Sasuke had to work on his lightning trait, and it paid off. But ultimately, handsomely. Like, I, I would say... Unless you know, when you get to... I'm going to throw it soon. Yeah. Well, what I would say is that you can make an argument that his lightning nature is at least as strong as his fire nature, if not actually stronger. And his fire nature only comes back into play later on because, like you said, his Amaterasu, basically, he gets a boost. But, you know, if, say, somehow you pulled out his Sharingan eyes and gave him normal eyes... Which you could probably do because ninja, um, you know they've perfected eye transplants in this world. Sure, why not? <laughs> no specialization. Give me your eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so if if you if you took out the X factor of his Sharingan, he would probably be better at lightning jutsu than he would at fire jutsu. That would be that's just like my personal opinion view. But from the jutsu he uses, without boosting it with his Sharingan craziness powers. I would say it's probably his lightning over his fire. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Because his original jutsu, what is his fully original own created jutsu? It's a lightning jutsu. He sets it up with a fire jutsu, but it's a lightning jutsu. Hmm. Kieran. Anyway. Yeah, so anyways, besides that, why as we digress? Yeah. So like we say, in like Borto unlocked the Byakugan. Well, we're assuming he's the Byakugan. We just saw no pupils, no veins, just no pupils. Um... And so we're assuming that he has gained access to his chakra nature and perfected his own version of the Rasengan. Uh, and we're also going to assume that maybe um, Kurama did, in fact, go ahead and join with Boruto. At the same time, 
we have to assume, like, at this point, if Naruto is no longer, we have to assume that he has some variants of sage jutsu. Because that's learned, Cause I mean, not inherited. Yeah, because, I mean, his dad learned uh, sage. Sasuke also did, had his own variants. They didn't talk about that much, but he learned it. Um, so we have to assume that he also did at this point in time. And considering he's probably the only hero left. We're, I'm, not, I'm not making any assumptions about Sasuke at this point in time, because he stays gone for a what while. What if he time travels? He'd be like Ninja Cable. <laughs> he even has an eye that's different, and a scar. Yes. Sorry, that was really... I, I see you shaking your head over there, Caleb. Mm, I'm just done. <laughs> Did I just take that a step too far? I'm just done. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But anyway, so, point being, we have a complete and utter awesome-looking Boruto Uzumaki who is going to be... I'm just waiting to see how he gets that scar. Yeah. That's all I'm... At this point, that's what I'm most excited for. Yeah, he, he's, he's going to be, quote, end quote, the greatest ninja of all time. And he's going to be legend. Wait for it. Dairy. <laughs> that just happened. Well, I think we've wrapped top five. So... Along with yeah. some other things. Along with some other <laughs> observations. Um, got any other topics we want to hash out? Nah, let's do money to blow. Recommendations to get up out of here. Call me what you want, but you can't call me broke. Money! Pull up with that chopper and a telescope. All right. Money to blow. Uh, I will go ahead and start this segment. Um, I'm excited. Uncharted 4 will be here on Tuesday. Got him. The money just went through. Ugh. Got him. Yes. So so that's a thing. And guys, be on the lookout because we are going to be having um, a giveaway for for one. So um, actually, be on the lookout for uh, uh, I guess more or less a YouTube video, and we'll post it or we'll post a Facebook video or whatever to the page. Letting you know how you can possibly win it or what we'll do, um, but uh, yeah, that was that's that's the, the the big thing this week. And then uh, bills, like normal, like any other person. Yes, John, I'm with you on that boat. I think everyone's with everybody on that boat. <laughs> but I mean, John does it on a on a regular, so you know, bills, bills, bills. It, it's him. Yeah, exactly. Unless your name is Zuck. Well, I want to kind of bills Mark Zuckerberg has. Uh, hundreds. But, like, do you really have bills at that point? Like, I would imagine he does not have a mortgage. I would I would hope not. I would imagine the closest thing he has to bills is regular utilities, and that's probably automatically set up to withdraw from a bank account. Which he doesn't, dude, he doesn't even work. notice. He doesn't even notice. Oh, I, dropped I mean, I, I guarantee you, he doesn't have to, he's not paying loans or mortgages. Like, I don't. Did he finish at Harvard? No, he dropped out. Yeah, clearly. He could go back. I wonder if he. I, I was wondering if he ever went back, but probably no reason to now. That's probably why he doesn't have any loans paying off. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> he didn't finish. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't finish. He rules the world, but he didn't finish. See, mom and dad, college is not necessary. Let me stop before I get myself All the billionaires trouble. did it. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> don't tell your parents that. Yeah. Hashtag I'm not liable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hashtag ask Gary V. Anyway. That's 
Money bluff. Money bluff. So, like I said, I'm a college student. It's finals week. The only money I've ever spent is on food and coffee at coffee shops because, you know, I'm studying. True that. Besides that, uh, I've been... You get those, uh, you get those, uh, five photos yet? No, man, I was looking at my shoes while we're doing this podcast and my four pointers are kind of ripping. So, you know, this week, this week or next week. Your boy's about to go get some new uh, Nike Freeze. Yay. So What they need to do is release these hustle hearts. Y'all can't see it, but I'm doing the running man challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. And I'm waiting for the hustle hearts to drop. So, But that's not till July. True that. True that. Fine. All right. Um, aside from bills, I can't remember if it was this week or last week, but I uh, pre-ordered both Overwatch and Battleborn. So played on those I think that's the only money I've spent that's not bills okay um same thing um my collector's edition Uncharted went through um so yeah keep posted on that other than that just trying to stack some cheese to fix this car man like bills and trying to get this whip fixed up that's about it that's about it um besides bills uh ticket for civil war and then yeah, I uh, did, we did all do that yeah yeah <laughs> that can just be assumed i guess and then uh probably also well, can't be assumed for me i might have bootlegged it man <laughs> <laughs> uh and then well i meant in this room yeah, yeah, yeah um and then the other thing that's probably at least somewhat universal uh mothership presence so yes. yeah other than that yeah, just bills and stuff. By the way, we want to thank no. all of this. Okay, yeah, I want to talk about the event that happened. They were not discussing. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, that. See, I wasn't even gonna mention it. Cool. I'm just, just uh, gonna say, send a universal Happy Mother's Day. Yep. Um, and for any mothers that are listening, I don't know why they would be, but maybe they are. I was like, who are you listening to, Johnny? Bunch of black guys talking about nerd stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's to say that a mother can't enjoy the same things that their no, children do or that a mother couldn't enjoy what we're talking about? I'm not saying that. I'm we want to be what? open here, no, no, right? But God, are, you, are you creating a divide between our listeners? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, apart from that, yes, I don't know why they listen. I don't know why anybody listens. <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. Oh, I don't well, know why anybody listens. Because they want to hear me well, that's my fair. tirade about overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't hate it that much. But so yeah, the message more. is Happy Mother's Day to yes. all the mothers out there. We appreciate you. You gave us life. We would literally not be here without mothers. Yes. You gave us life, and then you chose not to take it back at certain points. <laughs> As that Bill Cosby line is, I gave you life. I know I brought you into this life. I can take you out. Yeah. We're glad it hasn't happened yet. Yes. So... Although I have pushed my luck a couple times, a little too far a couple yeah. times. We ain't gonna talk about it. Yeah, we're just gonna skip right past that. Yeah, I think we all are going to. <laughs> um, yeah, I think now it's time for recommendations. Yes. Who's first? Um, I'll go first. Um, this is more of a music tip. If you're a fan of hip-hop music, if you're in the Kansas City, Missouri area... This is a local shout-out to the homie um, Dom Chronicles. So he's a local rap artist. Their shows are on, on time. He's um, currently touring off his most recent album called Reality Makers. It's on SoundCloud. Check it out. That's Dom actually also on iTunes as well. Yes, it's on iTunes, Apple Music. I think it's on Tidal. I'm not 100% sure. Definitely on Spotify. 
definitely on Pandora. So check it out, Dom Chronicles, um, at Dom Chronicles on Twitter. If you're on SoundCloud, just type in Dom Chronicles. Um, and the reason I'm not actually trying to get him on the podcast, but the reason I mentioned him specifically is like he actually makes a lot of like anime references. Anime. He's a huge Pokemon fan. Um, and one of his best lines is a, a line involving Scyther. I, I, I lose my mind as I've heard it. Um, the song that I'm currently obsessed right now with is Goku. I yes. love that song. It's such a hype song. Like, I don't care what you're doing, what you're feeling. Once that song comes on and the beat, the drums, I don't know who did the drums on that song, but... I'm like, yep, I'm happy now. <laughs> um, the song of his that he makes an anime reference in is Acura Ambitions. Yeah, he like he likes Acuras, and that song is dope. He said, uh, "I don't know, remember the whole line, but he says I'm gonna need a clone like Naruto." And I was like, hmm, "Yep, I think we all need a clone. We all need one." <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll go this way. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, my recommendation is actually something that I think would fall uh, in the interest of people who listen to this podcast. It's a YouTube channel. Uh, the YouTube channel's name is Overqualified Henchman. Uh, that's Henchman with an A, not Henchman with an E. Overqualified Henchman. Uh, it's run by a guy I know named Brendan. Uh, he does a lot of uh, fairly short videos, but, you know, five, ten minutes or so. Uh, he's done a lot of... Uh, well, not a lot, but he's done several Loot Crate unboxings, uh, so he'll kind of like go through what's in each of the Loot Crates, kind of talk about, you know, whether he likes or dislikes an item, his thoughts on it, etc. Uh, he's done some reviews on a few other items, like some of the Lego collectible minifigures, a few small Lego sets, that sort of thing. He's reviewed some movies, that sort of thing. It's it's still an evolving channel. Uh, he's only really started doing stuff since about mm, January, February. Uh, but I've enjoyed the videos so far. Uh, they're a lot of fun. Like I said, they're fairly short, so I mean, you you don't have to like sit down and spend three hours watching one video, unlike when we record these podcasts. <laughs> yeah. um, but they're quick. They're quick watches. They're fun watches, and you know I'm really looking forward to see seeing what he does with the channel. But I feel like there's a lot of interest overlap between people who would enjoy what he goes over and people who enjoy what we talk about on this podcast. So that is my plug. Again, the YouTube channel is called overqualified henchman. As I understand it, he is thinking that in the future he'll be adding, uh, maybe like an Instagram for some photo reviews or whatnot, you know, things like that. So keep an eye open right now. It's a YouTube channel. So one, one more time, it's overqualified henchman. Okay. Um, I'm going to keep pushing it. Just because it's so awesome, and every time I watch an episode, I'm st- I still get excited about it. My Hero Academia. And I'm just, you're gonna hear that quite a bit, guys. You're gonna hear it quite a bit. I mean, an entire world where people have a, an ability, but not everybody can become a superhero kind of thing, and then, you, you, yeah, you just watch it, read it, whatever you gotta do. Find a way, get your hands on the content, and enjoy it. That's my recommendation. All right, actually, I have a couple recommendations. Uh, the first being I stumbled upon this manga uh, the other week called uh, Kaido Joker, and that's K A I T O U Joker. And essentially, the premise of it is we have a master thief. Like he can steal anything, anything that he wants, and no one can stop him. 
and it's just so funny the antics and then the art's really good and just the content of it is just he he like you see the law enforcement try to stop him but they can't because he's just that good like with his uh tricks and sleight of hand it's been so good i've only read like a handful of chapters but it's been so good so far so uh read kaido joker that's my recommendation for you also since we talked about it earlier you should also download kingdom hearts unchained key if you yes. do if you do feel free to join our union our clan so uh what Tell you want what to do union we're in we're in the anguis that's a n g u i s union it has a little snake on it if you're starting off the first time uh join that and go ahead and in the comment section below go ahead and drop your id number if you're wanting to join because we have uh, room and we currently have like some people that need to step their game up <clears throat> not Caleb but <laughs> but oh and our group name or team name Jumpmans Jumpman 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 them boys up to something yeah you guys are coons yeah you the one who made the name? No, I changed it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I was, I was ready to nope, put that on you. Nope, that one made it. Was, it was uh, Mookie at first, but I was like, we're not going to be one single person. We're Jumpmans. Was, was it really that? Yes, yeah. it was. Didn't notice. And then, and then I, I was going to put Jumpmen, but, you know, I wanted to sh- shout out to Drake, Jumpman. So we're Jumpmans. Or you can search for us. I think you can search for parties. So those are my recommendations, because squad up. All right. My turn. Uh, I'm going to recommend... I don't know how much time you have left on it for the beta, but I'm going to recommend Overwatch. Uh, If you can get in the beta, it's free right now and open to everybody. So if you haven't downloaded it, you might still have some time. Uh, I think it's open until tomorrow. Um... And then I'd recommend the game itself because I'm pretty sure it's going to be virtually the same, just with probably some balancing and maybe some extra content we didn't get to see. But I don't think there's too much more to it than what's in the beta. But the beta was fun enough as it was. Uh, and then I'm sure we've said it before and it's been out for a long time, but I'm going to recommend One Piece for reading or watching. But reading right now is mostly it'll, what I've been doing. It'll be faster. Much yeah, faster. Way faster. I, I would comment on that, but Caleb still. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. It's definitely worth it, even though there's 800-some chapters. <laughs> 828 is as long as long live ace. Okay. Mookie. He started. Yeah. Oh. He gave his recommendation. Oh. Uh, hey, I'm... He looked at me like, I was like, what do you mean, me? The show's over. Yes, it is over. Uh, we're, at the, we're at our wrap-up. So, uh, guys, thanks again. Um, yes, John, Brian, it's always great to have you guys. This is an awesome episode once again, and I'm pretty sure we've hit definitely like three hours. At least it feels that way. Everybody knows like what that. they're getting into when they hear my voice. Exactly. If they don't, something's wrong with them. Or they're brand new. That too. We love new people. Yes, we do very much. So, uh, yeah, please stick with us. Um, and, and guys, get in touch with us. Let us know what your favorite top five things are or what your favorite weapons, whatever. Um, things you think are cool, ridiculous, and practical. Tell us on Facebook at Even More About Nothing page. Um, I believe you can leave comments on SoundCloud. If you want to leave one there, do so. Also, if you know who made the Pokeballs, 
Like, you know, specifically. Tell us that, too, because I'm curious. <laughs> yes. Answer Matthew's question. Um, you can also email us at evenmoreaboutnothing at gmail.com. I will reply. I look at it. But, I mean, John, you sent us a few, but I just turn around and text you or Facebook you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is a live email address. It is very live. And, uh, again, be on the lookout for um, an upcoming video, unboxing video, and we'll let you know how you can possibly... Get a free Uncharted. By the way, it is a PlayStation 4. We're just going to say that right now. Well, Uncharted is a PS4 exclusive, so if they don't know that, then... (laughs) Hey, there's some people out there that... You can follow Laurel Lance's examples. Bridge no water underneath it. You can go ahead and just step right off. (laughs) Oh, snap. This podcast is... um, Excited to continue to announce our partnership with Jouet Clothing. Um, just fashionable clothing for for the geeks, uh, for the nerds, gamers, whatever you're into. Um, it's fashionable clothing, um, and it's just awesome styles. And it's a, a good friend of ours, and we want to c- continue uh, supporting him as he also supports us as we do what we do. So uh, that is J O U E dot C O, dot Co. Check it out. And with that, we will see you guys next week. Week.